No. What's your least favorite scary movie? That is not cranberry sauce. It's not cranberry sauce. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies. We fight over our favorites. My name's Jesse. My name's Travis. And uh, we've got a third name to introduce here today. Yeah. Want to go for it? Yeah, why not? This is Steve <laughs> with The Decision Reel. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, oh, thank thanks you for, for being coming. here. It's no Thanksgiving. Problem. Thanksgiving means togetherness. So yeah, it's very much appropriate. Welcome to our home. <laughs> But over the internet. <laughs> over the, yeah, we're here, but yeah. we're not. I want to say something, too. I didn't realize why you guys picked this movie until I watched it and they were having Thanksgiving. Oh. And yeah. Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Which actually kind of perfect. This will release on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, yeah kind of good timing. That was fully yeah, intentional. Full, yeah, full circle there. I like it. Yeah, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving horror movies out there. So, you well, know, I mean, you we gotta kind of go take to what the, you can get. What's the one, uh, Thanks Killing? That's yes. Oh my god, yes. We watched that Friday night. We did. Like um, yeah, before <laughs> we did this, which that'll probably be a future episode. Oh yeah, that's right. definitely next year's Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. 100%. Did they, make, did they make more than one of those? Yeah, it skipped two and it went to uh, Thanks Killing 3. Yeah, cuz that's a logical next step. Thanks Killing 1 and <laughs> yeah. then 3 I think they were they were trying here. like a troll 2 thing, you know, um. like we're going to make it sound more interesting than it is. <laughs> we can't come up with an idea for a sequel. We're going to make the sequel sequel first. I mean, that's legit, though. I, I can see I can see the thought process behind that. I can, too, because, I mean, like, how do you follow that up? You don't. It's a, it's a modern cinematic masterpiece. Exactly. Yeah, I would have just hung it up after that. There's nothing you can do after making that first movie. So do you want to go ahead and, like, give a little bit of info on what you guys do over there at Decision Reel? Sure, yeah, I can do that. So over at The Decision Reel, I don't know if you want to say it like we have like a studio or something, over at The Decision Reel Studios. <laughs> no, over in my basement, uh, I have a couple friends <laughs> from time to time come over and we talk about movies. Uh, we're a weekly podcast. Every Tuesday, uh, we have a new episode out. This week, we're doing Happy Gilmore, which should be fun. Uh, we're going to nice. have George and Vinny on. Vinny's a, a guest we have monthly every month on the first uh, week of the month, we usually have him on, but Brent is out on vacation, so I figured we're going to bring Vinny in. We're going to talk about, I think, one of the best happy, or I should say best happy Gilmore movies, best Adam <laughs> Sandler movies um, that he's ever done. Of course, the classic, like I said, Happy Gilmore. So we're uh, we're real excited to go over that, and I'm real excited to be here today. I'm going to say I'm a little sad because it was me that voted on that tweet for, uh, <laughs> for Tommy Boy. <laughs> It's all good. I wanted to do Tommy Boy, and then Brent was like, hey, I'm going to be out this week, and I want to do Tommy Boy, and that's my pick. Like He's like, he was voting on it. I was like, oh, well, that sucks for you because everybody's voting on it, and then he had like all of his friends message us and say, no, do happy birthday. <laughs> all right, well, now that, now that there's a... Right, exactly. Now there's more uh, more votes for that. I guess we got to do it and wait for your, you, know, you to get back. Does, how often is Brent actually on the show? Uh, he is... I, the normal host who's with me me and him are like okay. the ogs the guys that you know started this out um but lately he has been uh taking some vacation here and there and that's fair you him. gotta have yeah. a life yeah exactly. yeah 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 so, i just feel like the past couple of times we've talked it's been like oh brent's not here <laughs> yeah yeah He's, which happens uh, it's fine we try and get him back on as much as we can, but you know he's he's normally here. But like I said, for those for those couple episodes here, for uh, I want to say the last like month or so, he has been 
hit or miss. Life happens. Yeah, exactly. Plus the, the the past month, like this time of year, there's a lot of stuff happening. Like we oh, were yeah, talking yeah. about it. We we're already in holiday week mode, which is going to be a really rough three days of work for us upcoming. God, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. I didn't even think about it. This is Thanksgiving week already. Yeah, we we're um we love the cheesy Christmas movies, and like sure. all weekends we see them on Netflix, and like. We hover over it, and then we're like, no, we have to see it. I've been adding them to the queue. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I've been hovering over the play button, especially on Princess <laughs> Switch 3. I'm so excited for it. Oh, my God. That, say, that queue movie. must be uh, rather large right now, because there's a lot of those movies popping up on Netflix lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Netflix is like, all right, we're not even going to recommend anything else to you all. We know what you're about at they this know point. Yeah, yeah, they're like, you, you watch A Christmas Prince every day between Thanksgiving <laughs> and New Year's. <laughs> What's the worst Christmas movies we got? Just send them over to these guys because they're going to eat them up. Oh, God, please. Legitimately, yeah. yeah. We, we go, we're those people that go to Walmart and get the like $3 lifetime movie collections nice. of the yeah Christmas movies. It's so much fun. Yeah, but we're not quite at Christmas yet. We are on Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're going to be covering one of the best Thanksgiving horror movies today, Blood Rage. Yeah. Um, Blood Rage. Steve, you had a lot of things to say about this. <laughs> Hold on, we're not. Can we get a little bit of background on the movie first? That's get right. The, okay, my bad. You the, go. You do your thing. I'm already, That's Travis. We okay. So we made an outline. I'm fucking um, up on her already too. Yeah, because we were on our friends, um, shaken not scared. We were on their podcast. We recorded Wait, with them yesterday. Shaken It'll, not scared. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like the way you we said uh, scared. Oh yeah, <laughs> we uh, we country down here. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, we, uh, that just made me think of my niece on FaceTime yesterday going, uh, mommy messed up my bed. My bed. Uh, we recorded with them yesterday. Their episode is going to be releasing Wednesday. So by the time this comes out, it'll have been yesterday. yesterday. Um, we talked about Pilgrim, a Hulu Into the Dark original with them. What was I had a reason that I was bringing that up other than just plugging? Oh, this. the format. Oh, the format. Yes, uh, they the sent format. us an outline, um, so we knew what to prepare, like how to be prepared for their episode. And I was like, mm, "An outline is a really smart idea." So I made an outline for us. And so far, um, two out of two weeks, we have forgotten to look at the outline as we go. So we're trying to be more organized, but it's a struggle. Yeah, Man, a I feel like bit. that's almost. Uh, too professional at this point like hey i'm gonna send you this nice outline i'm gonna make it in microsoft word maybe a powerpoint presentation for you i'm gonna send it oh, over it was sure you it was it. google docs on it oh look at that perfect no. i like doing stuff by the cuff and whatever happens happens obviously we have our own like on my show the decision reel i'm gonna plug it every time i can um we have our own thing <laughs> TM, of what TM, we go TM. down and, and whatnot we have our own plot points we hit but for the most part it's just you know, the Wild West over here, and we just go into tangents and crazy shit and whatnot. So. And I love that, too. That was, like, one of the most fun podcasts I think we've done. Yeah. It was so fun just talking Pumpkinhead with you guys. By the way, check that one out. Pumpkinhead, we talked about it last October for Halloween. It's a great <laughs> last episode. Last October. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> last October, he is correct. It is the last October we've had, so. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Problem. Yeah, no, it was real fun. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what we do over here. Like I said, we just try to have a good time and just kind of throw whatever out we, we're thinking in the moment and just like chilling in my basement, having a, a, a conversation like nobody was listening. So 
Yeah, it's kind of the same here. We have this format here, but we go on so many tangents, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like mostly what people want to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, sometimes. I mean, depending on which reviews you choose to read <laughs> on uh, Apple Podcasts. There's <laughs> uh, my favorite, and I talked about this yesterday too. It just keeps working its way into conversation. Is uh, the person that reviewed and said they didn't like how we argue about nitpicky little details in the movies? And I was like, "We are not your podcast, friend." Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, "What's the point then?" Like, that's the whole point of a movie. Like, movie review is to nitpick literally every little thing about it. And, and I say it in is... the first two seconds yeah. of each episode. Like, that's the entire premise. Yep. It's Disclaimer, a... we nitpick the shit out of the movies you don't want nitpicked. I don't know. We're not going to be nitpicking. We're not going to be nitpicking. Oh, so no. I don't know about you, but yeah. Again, <laughs> we're talking about Blood Rage this week. And if you thought that this movie was fucking nuts, so is the backstory for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you did any digging on any information on this or not. I, so I did a little bit, and then I started reading some stuff, and I was like, you know what? There's not like too much stuff out there about it, so I was like, I'm going to leave it to you guys. Uh, I, I know enough about it to probably know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm excited to hear it from you guys. Yeah, so we... um. We watched this on our Arrow Blu-ray. Um, mm -hmm. You can watch this on Shutter or Tubi, either one of those. Um, Tubi's free, so why not? Yeah, I, I watched but it on Tubi. No, um, I got to plug Daddy Shutter. You got to you gotta Shutter. go to Daddy Shutter. Daddy Shutter was yeah. bad, though. They don't have the Joe Bob yeah, version already. Yeah, bad daddy. Yeah, we had to, <laughs> we had to cut. <laughs> I'm really, really <laughs> trying hard to get that cease and desist. <laughs> We had to uh, cut back and forth between the Just Joe Bob bits because they actually have timestamps. So um, I don't know if you've ever heard of The Last Drive-In. Yes, I have. So yeah, we watched, um, they had, they covered this movie on there, which is how we found out about it yes. originally. And oh, um, okay. they, um, they, yeah, they didn't have the episode uploaded on the service right now for some reason. They're kind of slow because they just added the movie back like last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, they have like timestamps of like when they do the breaks and stuff like that. So we just kind of had our Blu-ray in and watched it on that and then cut over to Joe Bob to get his bits and kind of back and forth. Kind of like had to, you know, Frankenstein our little Joe Bob experience there, but we got it. It yeah, worked. It was, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zoe was happy. She yeah. got to have her Zoe Bob night. She loves. <laughs> yeah. So it, it worked. But yeah. Um, yeah, we got um, a decent amount of... Uh, in background stuff because we got I'm, the Arrow Blu-ray, so they go deep into all of the releases. And I'm curious because obviously I've watched this episode with you a few times, and we're both um, have an unhealthy obsession with this movie. And you said that you have some background information that you think I'm not aware of. So I'm maybe really curious. To he see kind you. of started touching on things after I said oh. that. Oh, <laughs> but so maybe you, got you weren't. Cocky. Maybe you weren't paying attention. I'm hoping that you weren't paying attention during some of the special features. I did get distracted. Okay, so yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. um, and if anybody's curious, we don't have poll results because somebody yeah. didn't uh, put up a poll. I'll, dun, dun, dun. Edit, I'll edit it in. We'll get it. We'll get it. Mm -hmm. Or not. I don't know. Maybe. If if you're hearing this part right <laughs> here, it, then we'll it do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> well, actually, let's just let Steve pick here. He'll be our poll for this. Ah. Um, so we covered Freddy versus Jason last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think our poll was just going to be, are you going to be, who, who, won? who would you, re yeah, who, who would who you say won? won? We both are firmly on the side of Jason won that fight. Yeah. Well, oh my God, are you going to do this to me? Um, 
See, Pick I, a side. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that movie for whatever reason. I love that movie uh, just because it knows what it is and it's batshit crazy on purpose, right? Exactly. And yes. All I don't think anybody won. Let's be real, you know, because yeah, he cuts his head off and he's holding it at the end, and then you get the wink. Um, and Freddy's always going to be alive in people's dreams, anyways, right? So. In the real world, Jason won, but in the overall scope of it, I think Freddy's still alive, so I don't think anybody won. You know, actually, now that you put it like that, he's kind of already spread his fear throughout Springwood, so maybe he kind of did win in the end there. I'm saying that Jason won not because he walked out of the lake with Frederick's head, but because... Frederick, I like that. Yeah. Oh, don't encourage it. (laughs) Yes! Another another Frederick convert. Um, Yeah. it's because the kids were literally fighting alongside Jason to take Frederick down. Like, yeah, that's y- yeah. Oh, that's right. where yeah. I think he wins. Like he won the popular vote there. To be really fair about that movie, it's really well well written. Like there's a lot of those stupid movies that they made after this where it's just like, oh my god, this is so bad, but it's fun, right? This movie's this movie, not Blood Rage, sorry, the Freddy vs. Jason movie, is well written to a point where you have two movies concurrently happening at once and then you have Jason just doing his thing, right? And Freddy's, like you said, the kids are going after Freddy, but then Jason's there as well, killing everybody, and it's just, I don't know, it's wild that it works. Well, that's because there were 17 different scripts. They (laughs) tried to find the most perfect script they could get. So they just looked they took probably pages from every one of them and just threw them in a blender and said, go. Basically, yeah. the original script was like two, the one they originally settled on was like two and a half hours, which is excessive. But I feel, I feel like the movie could have been about 20 minutes longer. I think it needed like 20 more minutes to really blend the tones of both franchises. Yes. yes. Um, and I, I get why you cut it short because let's be honest, what, what was the... Um, uh, a New Nightmare was, what, almost two and a half hours long as in itself, and that movie definitely overstays it? its welcome. Yeah. That I, was a no, really No, I do movie. not feel that no. way. I'm shocked that it's two and a half hours. I, I love New Nightmare. I agree with him. I think I even said that in our episode. Like, it just I kills also, on for too I long. also didn't feel like Jason Takes Manhattan is too long, though, so <sighs> yeah, that... probably don't listen to my takes on that. Jason Takes Manhattan is longer than Freddy versus Jason. We'll just leave it at oh, that. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but with The New Nightmare, like I love that movie, too, but it definitely is too long, and I don't think it's a Freddy movie, but I don't think it's a Freddy movie. Sorry, Frederick movie on purpose. Oh, Thank God you. damn yes! it, dude. <laughs> I really think that it's it. Wes Craven was trying to figure out what to do, and then while making that movie to be different, figured out that hey, this could be something else, and made Scream from that. Because yeah, think of all the parallels there. It's definitely the start of his meta phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, you're you have the spaceballs moment where they're reading the script off the screen to themselves, it, which then gets taken um for scream three right exactly so oh yeah that's right fuck gotta watch scream three again sometimes we (laughs) we also uh since we talked about the scream franchise last time we were uh when we were on your all show uh we watched scary movie last night too so (laughs) and i completely forgot how much i love that dumb movie so good (laughs) even the second one is great and then it kind of does what it does but no the first movie definitely was groundbreaking in itself because there was nothing yeah there was some parodies here and there and whatnot obviously space balls clues stuff like that but 
that movie just took it and made it like super raunchy and super like on the nose for the times. And that movie still fucks today. Like, it's great. Yeah. Well, it was great because we watched Scream because we got our 4K um, edition in the mail. Nice. And so we watched that Friday night. And so then last How, night did, we did watched Scary of, Movie. Did that look bad being in 4K? No, it looked no. amazing. But I'm, okay. I'm in love with the menu screen for it specifically. Oh. It's well, beautiful. The thing with the Scream releases beforehand, they're kind of notorious for being like terrible scans. Uh, the Blu-ray that's, was yeah, that's why really I was bad. asking. Yeah, yeah, they um, they actually yeah, they did a really good job with this one. I was really impressed. Well, that is good. Yeah. Okay, we should probably talk about bro- uh, Blood Rage. <laughs> tangent. Blood tangent. Rage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said before, um, if you thought the movie was batshit, so was the backstory for it because it didn't have one name, it didn't have two names, it had three names before it became Blood Rage. Blood Rage was the final name that they settled on. Um, it was shot as complex which kind of makes sense because I it's like in an apartment complex, complex kind of um and then uh i think once they actually released it in theaters it came out in 1993 or 1983 by the way um no it was shot in 1983 it was yeah. released in 1987 yeah right. it was shot in 83 released in 87 as um let's see it was, was the mur- the something at shadowwoods um Shit, where did that? Oh, here we go. Um, Nightmare at Shadowwoods, which kind That's of seems stupid. like it was That's playing off of the worst playing of off the of Nightmare on Elm Street's fame there. I think maybe with it being maybe. in '87. Um, and that was the complex name that they were at with Shadow Woods, correct? The, the mm-hmm. what even was that? An apartment complex? I guess. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was actually the name of the apartments that they shot at too. They uh, shot oh, at two okay. different apartment complexes. Yeah, and I got the names. And of they those used um, some college campuses. It all feels like. Joe Bob said that it doesn't feel like very Jacksonville, Florida, but to me, it feels very Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, um, it was the Cedar Cove Apartments, I think is what they're called today. Mm -hmm. Um, The shots with them on the little like uh, trail, the wooden trail that they're, that's at the university. Yeah, that's at the university. uh, Northern Florida, I believe. Um, Actually, I was wrong. This movie had four titles because it also was (laughs) Slasher. Which that's in the opening credits, like the opening of the movie. It's like it slasher appears on the screen. That's like um, what's the does, the fucking yeah. fall break movie? Um, the mutilator. Yeah, and yeah. I'm always and they they recorded a whole theme song about fall break. The theme I'm song's like, good. It, I like it. I like I, the openings of that movie. You know Everything what? else I about disagree. that movie sucks. <laughs> Everything else about that movie is absolutely shit. I mean, the name's good. The Mutilator. Yeah, I know. That's why I was really excited to watch it. And then I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, this yeah. is not what I expected. It's, um, I kind of feel like with weird. a name like that, though, you're going to be let down. There's no movie that's going to be good called The Mutilator. Let's There's be very little mutilation. Yeah, it's like a guy with a battle axe. And it's not even like really. Like, a battle axe is an interesting slasher weapon, but I don't think they it's actually. It's not well utilized. Yeah, it's, it's really bad. I don't know. Maybe I need to revisit it. That's a good connection to this movie because there's an axe in the beginning of this movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is part of the reason it feels very Florida to me because, yeah, of course, somebody's out the drive-in with a hatchet in their flatbed. That drive-in was in New Jersey, by the way. I know. Yeah. It's like a Route 65 drive-in theater. which Route 35. Yeah. Yeah. so, but, yeah, the, but for some reason, it's so confusing that they also give us the screen that says Jacksonville, Florida. Well, there like, are two different drive-in theaters that it 
that they shot at there, I think. It's not only the um, that one, but... Uh, it's just why? funny that they specifically like, highlight Route 35 drive-in, and then, like, the title screen is Jacksonville, Florida, 1974. I think that they're just, like, proud of it being a Florida movie. I don't know. <laughs> we gotta be in Florida, because this would only happen in Florida. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this, this movie feels like... All of the stereotypes people have about Jacksonville, Florida, like, I feel like this movie jump-started it. So, this movie kind of, uh, it released under the nightmare at Shadowwoods in theaters, and it just kind of disappeared. Nobody really (laughs) knew what happened. I think it also had a simultaneous release of Blood Rage, so it, like, it came out on VHS as well. Um, The Nightmare at Shadowwoods version though i believe it was very much censored they kind of took out a lot of the special effects and the kills that happened in this stupid yeah it's uh it's really bad stupid um but 2015 arrow comes along and they do what they do best they take these um shitty movies that people have never heard of and then they restore them and they like give them the whole treatment by just doing all of the special features and Thank getting like God deep dives because my life is definitely better for having seen blood rage i know right and they've <laughs> done so many of the movies that like we love like deadbeat of dawn that's arrow they did that shit yeah i think that was even one that you talked about last night when you were like i'm so excited that this is an arrow movie because deadbeat of dawn has all of the director's short films as a special feature yeah um and this one, the special features are good, but I don't think there's just not a lot of like info. It's just a lot of interviews. Yeah, which is interesting, but yeah, it's there's... interesting. I was just hoping there would be a little bit more, and then we've got the one guy who like takes us on a tour of Florida. There's a picture of him actually watching the movie in theaters, which him is like, why? Why would you do friend that? And yeah, wait, 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 wait. No one else. the main guy <laughs> is watching the movie. No, in no. So there's a uh, there's just a special a feature. Critic. No, it's just oh. this random oh. dude. He okay. he went to the movies. He like he's from Jacksonville, and he went to the theaters and watched it at like when it released there. And he took a picture of himself watching it there. And then he does like this whole special feature where we revisit the set, like the locations that they shot at and just like show what's become of it today. Gotcha. Um, the apartments are all still there. Like they actually go into the same apartment and just kind of like check it all out. Um, the uh, institute I- where Todd stays is uh, I think it's also like still a hospital. You know what? Um, he made me think of what because of his mustache and his uh, film knowledge. He made me think of the film critic that they call in in Devil's Rejects, who knows a lot about Groucho oh, Marx. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, mm, that's a very specific type of mustache right there. <laughs> yeah, that's only people that are that into movies can wear that mustache. It's got to be a good mustache, or else I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to believe anything he's saying. Power is in the mustache, right? I mean, yeah. If on. I can see your upper lip, I'm not listening to what you say about a movie. How can you respect somebody like if you can see their upper lip? I can't see your upper lip anymore. You've grown out your mustache. That's how you know that we're serious about the podcast. And I can see yours, oh, and I don't respect wow. you at all. So, well, you've never respected <laughs> me, so it's fine. All right, um, I'm out, guys. Uh, that was good. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's um. That's pretty much it, and I think I'm going to just kind of sprinkle in some stuff as we get to the parts throughout mm-hmm. the movie, but um, as far as just background stuff, that's kind of got it covered for now. Um, No, it does not. 
Who's no in this movie? Who wrote oh. it? Who directed it? Yes. What is the Bug Ted? Because I'm not even going to pretend that this is a budget movie. It's a Bug Ted movie. You can't find the Bug Ted online. It is a Bug Ted. By the way, Bug Ted is... Um, <laughs> I'll explain to Steve here. I'm sure he doesn't know. Uh, we uh, Since we've been doing like the reviews that we find online, somebody referred to like a movie like with a b- low Being budget. very low Bug Ted. Yeah. Big, and very low bug tent. We've co-opted that. That's how you know. Because most That's horror movies are low budget. Yeah. So we're like, oh, this is a bug Ted movie. It makes sense. Um, some movies are budget. Freddy versus Jason was a budget movie. It was a budget movie. This so is a bug Stay ten. Alive yeah, for yeah, whatever reason. Because yeah. I'm Eunice. Or what, I was going to say Blood Rage or whatever its four titles are. Definitely, I got you. A bug Ted. And yeah. I think I actually have a number for this because it was oh in the special God. features. Um, close. Um, I like how your automatic reaction is start guessing. <laughs> That's um, for our listeners that have not checked out uh, Decision Reel. Go check them out. But yeah. one of the things they do is they guess the bug Ted and or budget. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. So he <laughs> he did it. He guessed it there almost. Um, so, so I'm normally the, the host on the Decision Reel. So I never get to guess because I always <laughs> know the numbers. So let's, I had to just throw thing. it out there. We're yeah. having your own like Price is Right moment. We're you're, kinda, like, you're finally ooh. called up by Bob Barker. You're ready for it. We're doing a um, <laughs> we're doing a um, like a little crossover here. So okay, while we're, like we'll it. during the review parts, we'll do. I'll let you guess the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and stuff like that. All but right. um, during the uh, the special features, the producer Marianne Cantor, who also played. Dr. Berman in this movie. And also directed part of the movie when the director got so fucking pissed off at Louise Lasser. Yes. Um, <laughs> another fun fact. Yeah. So she had to step in for doc- uh, to play the role of Dr. Berman because the person that was going to play that did not show up that day. So she ended up just kind of stepping in for the role. Um, and the cast, I haven't even talked about it, but the person that plays the mom, Maddie, um, Louise Lasser, her and the director... Which it is directed by John John Grismer. So uh, her and John Grismer got into like an altercation during shooting and he quit. During the whole thing there, she said that there was a cameraman at the time that really wanted his shot at directing and she kind of gave it to him and he did not do well. So she kind of cut. I think she also did a little bit. They wanted her to direct. She was not into the whole directing thing. She's not a director, she says. So she convinced... Uh, Christmas to come back and finally finish the movie but yeah it's uh they did not have a good time shooting this it didn't look like it no apparently she just talks about how it was a mess and i can say louise lasser going like full method for this role though yeah she uh she's talking on that phone for a good time so uh that's probably all method yeah she is the most established actor in this whole thing so the cast includes uh obviously louise lasser is maddie Mm -hmm. um She's the one that does that. She was 44 at the time. They say that she was like well past her prime or something, which I think is not fair. That's fucking rude. Yeah, right. Because she she was like a star of like big soap opera that was yes. running for a long time. She was like a big name there for a minute. Um, and this is fucking rude. And Hollywood is notoriously for misogynistic. So. Yeah, yeah. It's because 44 for a man. That's yeah. That's Pretty still prime. a prime kind of yeah. Julie Gordon, who plays Karen, which is Terry's girlfriend. Jane Benson plays Julie. Marianne Cantor, obviously the producer, also plays Dr. Berman. 
Uh, and Mark Soper plays Terry and Todd simultaneously. I'm disappointed in you because what? the closing credits had Todd, Mark Soper, Terry, Mark Soper. I was really hoping yeah. that you were going to give him his two separate credits mm. <laughs> as they chose to do in the movie. I should have. Yeah, you should have. I didn't think about Missed that. opportunity. We're not re-recording it. We're leaving your fuck up documentary. My shame. Okay. Yeah. Um, your shame is well also... documented, apparently. <laughs> well, that's not new. No, <laughs> 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 um, special effects was done by Ed French. Yes. This guy, I think, is the one that really shines in this movie more He's than anybody else. He's also a cast member. Yes, he plays the girlfriend, or not the guy. Uh, Julie's boyfriend. The, yeah. Julie's date that she's hoping to marry and or potentially baby trap. I don't know. I I feel oh, like the, if like, he- the nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah, that's him. He did the special effects. Oh, so he got to make his own severed head. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I, it looked the best out of any- severed appendage in this movie that guy has actually went on to have an incredible career after he did this he went on and he worked on uh terminator 2 what he did sleepaway camp yeah he did emneville horror 2 he did the stuff these are all just as horror movies but um on the thing that when at the time of the recording of the special features last night he was working on house of cards like oh wow yeah right. yeah he's he's done a great job apparently like once he went over to hollywood people already knew his stuff did people watch Blood Rage over there? Was it like a big hit, like a cult hit over in it's, LA it's at the an time? Inside joke in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're like, this guy fucking saved this movie with the special effects. That would be um, hilarious if there was a huge, like, underground, like, famous people movie club where they watch movies that aren't big because nobody's in them or nobody works on them, right? So they're going to see all these movies and they can only watch shitty movies that, you know, don't get big releases. And this was the movie that was the best they've ever seen. That would be incredible, and I would actually buy into it because Hollywood's kind of like a weird, fucked up little place. If yeah, you is. don't hear from me ever again, that's because I just cracked <laughs> Hollywood's code. It ain't about you know <laughs> doing the child whatever stuff that everybody thinks it is. No, it's all about watching shitty movies. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of like dug out a little bit of extra information there. Yeah. But, um, all right, now on to the fun part. The buck Ted, though, oh, I didn't head, actually reveal head. what it was. It's five hundred thousand. Oh, oh man, I yeah. shot over the moon for that. Right. Yeah, okay. you did not win by prices right rules. And it was pretty much all yeah. gathered by uh, Marianne Cantor by herself, which she described was a very difficult process, especially since, you know, at the time it would be difficult for women to be able to get that kind of money oh, for wow. movies yeah, as a producer. Yeah. Again, misogyny. Yeah, but she did it. She seemed like a really cool person. She's like she really cared for the movie, I think. Uh, I mean, they obviously admitted that they did this to ride the whole slasher wave. It yeah. works. I, and we were talking about that because we love these 80s slashers. And the whole time we we're watching it, we were just like, wait, we, we were done. And we immediately wanted to put it on like the burning or sleepaway camp. Like it perfectly encapsulates what we love about that era of yeah. horror movies. You know what really gets me about this movie? And again, I'm not going to touch into it real, you know, whatever, but. I'm more scared of him, whoever the killer is, or over like Jason or Michael Myers or whatever, because like just the way he's walking around when he's killing people. Just so casual. Fucking, yeah. Like he's just like bubbly, like just almost skipping around like whatever. And <laughs> oh, he's yeah. He's full psychopath. Oh, yeah. I'm freaked out about it. So actually, this is a good. Yeah. Transition. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, let us good. know your pre-discussion thoughts. Yeah. First of all. On a scale of one to ten, Steve, how are you rating this? See, that's so hard because, like, I know it's 
Okay, this is the first thing. We, we do not give objective ratings here. We give subjective ratings here. Oh, if that helps, so if is, that helps. This, right, right, right. So this is the perfect shitty movie. This is not a good movie whatsoever, right? There's nothing good about this movie besides the special effects and how the killings happen and whatnot. But goddamn, was, an, was I not entertained watching this motherfucker just like... He doesn't even turn on being crazy. He's just crazy the entire time. You can see it in his eyes. I don't even know if the guy's acting because he could be that <laughs> fucking crazy in real life. But then you look at him playing his brother, the one who's not crazy, and you know what? He looks completely different. Yeah, he's like moving yeah. his shoulders in to make, you know, so he's not as like upright and whatnot. But either this guy is a savant genius actor or he is literally a fucking psychopath. He's actually a pretty established actor too. He did. He's a theater guy, so he kind of had oh, a lot of good sense. background doing stuff like that. Yeah. So usually those theater types are pretty good at getting into character. Well, he but was in it. Theater types. I was. I was. <laughs> right. I was uncomfortable watching. Not pretty much everything besides him walking around with the machete in his hand was <laughs> I like uncomfortable. Like yeah, killing and whatnot, chopping. That dude's head in half or cutting his again. I'm not we spoilers, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good for it. Yeah, okay. So when he's cutting that dude's or uh, his hand off or whatever, or he slashes at the guys when they're fucking on the the surfboard. I almost said the the, surfboard. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was a surfboard. That would have been amazing. Man, <laughs> like surfing and fucking at the same time. Strength needed to balance on that. Dude, you think Although that's the ever? Way they were fucking. You think like, that's ever happened though? You think like somebody's ever had sex while oh, surfing? Definitely. How do There's you do no that, way though? no one hasn't tried. I mean, let's be real. Uh, if that was a <laughs> successful uh, attempt, there's no way people aren't clapping for that while they're seeing it. Yeah, let's you're not real. getting arrested. The police are going to respect that. Oh, my God. They're, they're going to give you an, <laughs> The police a, a are like, this is technically illegal, <laughs> yeah. but like, I can't but even But we're going to let this one go. Yeah. Everybody gets yeah. one. All right, everybody gets one. No, so when they're fucking on the, uh, the, the diving board or whatever, and he just like... Whoop, gets the guy in the throat or whatever, and then I guess hits the girl in the face, but then kills her off screen or whatever. Like, at no point during all this was I like, Ugh. I was more like, all right, all right, yeah, cool, cool. Then he's just, like, walking around or he's on the fucking diving board when she's, like, coddling the baby and he's just bouncing up and down. I was visibly like, oh, my God, this dude is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> You know what damn. he gave me vibes of? Um Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, where he just, like, he goes from having normal conversation and, like, you don't even realize that he's amped up to full psycho because he doesn't... There's not a switch there. Like, it's well, just how well he's, he's controlling it. There is a switch. I know what... There's a whole thing that just triggers him to get murdering. Well, it's, it's very clear. Yeah. Trying to fuck other dudes. And yes, let's be exactly. real, that dude, the guy that's like, they're going to get, he's, she's getting married to, uh, quit it, bro. Her son just escaped from the mental institution, the loony bin, and he's trying to fuck. And <laughs> she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm whatever. And he's like, it's cool, whatever. Don't worry about your kids. Let's fuck. And I'm like, bro, chill out. You're marrying this girl tomorrow, you know, whatever. <laughs> he wouldn't give it up. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of persistent and really bad timing. I don't. It's it's weird. Now, this I, whole movie is just so see, fucking weird. Yeah, you yeah, know, did he see all that? I he can't did. remember if he only he, saw like her try, like kissing, and then he walked away, and then he kept trying. Oh, yeah, he. I can uh, see if he 
He saw the kissing part and then he was disgusted by I'm that. I'm honestly away. surprised Terry is just like staring through the doorway in that scene and that he doesn't have like a peephole into his mom's bedroom. That's what I fully expect. Or it's like well, a cabin well, in the woods situation we not- where it's a two-way mirror. <laughs> yeah, well, at that point, I feel like it makes sense. He's kind of walking by and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And then whatever, because we don't know if that's the right one. I mean, I guess we kind of fucking do, right? Because he puts the blood on him. But whatever. We don't know if that's <laughs> craziness coming out, right? If they would have then showed another view, what you're talking about, where he does have a peep- peephole, right? So he sees it through the door and then goes, hmm, I'm not cool with this. Then walks away, cut back to them making out, cut to him walking to his room, sliding a picture out of the way and continuing to look. That would have been crazy. I kind of wish that had been in there now. I know, me too. All Although right, I so guess the rewrite, the... uh, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna work on the new screen, Blood Rage Two. Wait, is that uh, Carrie Two already? Because wasn't that called? Oh, Carrie Two, Blood, Blood Rage. Rage right? Yeah. Oh my God, there was actually there was another Blood Rage Two that came out before this, which is directed by Frank Cito. Yeah, and it's all one or word. Joseph Cito. Blood Rage. Yeah, Blood Rage. Yeah, Blood you Rage. have to say it really fast. Blood Rage. Blood Rage. Yeah. Blood Rage. <laughs> it's just one word. Just one word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay, what do you give this out of ten then? <laughs> Uh, five and a half. Okay. Okay. And that's not a bad five and a half. That's a, I, I, as my brain just did right there, I could see this being even better and shittier than it was. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) if the movie was worse, the the rating would have been a little higher. Like, I could see certain parts of them trying to be serious and make this movie like compete with certain movies in the eighties that were bigger. I wanted them to embrace the cheese more. Maybe yeah. say, maybe say the cranberry line or cranberry cran cranberry sauce or what do you fuck? Fuck now, yeah. I forget, what was it? It's not cranberry sauce. That Thank is you. If not. If he would have said that six sauce. more times, it would have got a seven out of me. Or give him like another one liner. Uh, like, what was the his name saying it at the end? Oh, Todd. I'm Todd. Todd. I'm yeah. Todd. I, that, you know what? That threw me for a loop, too, at the end. She just fucking blows her brains out. I know, yeah. <laughs> she's doing it as she's also shouting, I'm Todd. Which is I love it. But she's not she's saying, I'm anymore. Todd? Yeah, no, she's saying, I'm Todd. Really? Yes. I missed that. Yeah, apparently. Well, so if, if you're paying attention to the movie, she's literally going crazy the entire movie, right? Yeah. Like she's eating out of the fridge. She's doing this. She's fucking compulsive cleaning and all this. Like, the minute... I guess he's trying to fuck her and she's like, no, no, I'll just clean. I think that's where her shit snapped too because then she's just trying to call whoever. Like, who was she trying to call that whole time? It was, uh, she was trying to get her uh, fiance, I think. But how does she but not she know have the his number? phone number? Right. Not only is that she, her fiance, no. but that's her apartment manager. So what, okay. Oh my God, that's what I laughed about that. Kind of what, lie. um, I, I think the thing there, she it, it shows her trying to call him, and the phone isn't like working or, or it's not picking up over there. And then she calls the operator. I don't know. She's yeah, drunk. She's like, she, she's blasted right now. Have you yeah. seen how many glasses of wine she was drinking during this whole montage? Like, I think that she's All just like, yeah, she's just trying to talk to and whoever. She drinks a Travis pour. Let's be <laughs> yeah. real. Okay, like, when she was dialing the phone while pouring at the same time, I was like, that takes talent. She's done that more than once. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you give this? Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
I'm giving it a 10. 10. 10 out of 10. Um, This movie has everything. It's set on an underappreciated holiday. Ding, we win. It's got twins that have slightly different hairstyles so you can differentiate them. Ding, you win. You've got naked drive-through face murder. Ding, you win. You have... Lots of college kids being horny with everybody, doing a little do do Ding, you win. You have a baby that doesn't get named. Ding, you win. <laughs> there is a weird incest that line that feels like a subplot, but is actually a major part of the movie. What more could you ask for in a cheesy 80s slasher? This movie has it all. It does. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give this a 10. I was just like... The entire time we were watching this, I was like, I fucking love this movie. I love this movie so much. It's so much fun. Like, it has no right to be as enjoyable as it is. I, I just, it's one of those, like, those accidents. Like, nobody all right, all right. expected this to be good. And it probably wasn't good whenever it first came out because they, you know, it was all jumbled up, had different cuts to it and stuff like that. But, like, watching it in its full intended glory right now, this is, like, the perfect 80s slasher camp holiday horror movie and i always say i rate my movies based on a gut reaction and my gut is that this movie is just so much fucking fun yes it's completely off the wall and insane but in the best kind of way um that's a change i'm gonna change my my uh my review uh because now that you said all that you said it's making me think more about the movie now i'm gonna be honest (laughs) i watched this movie literally right before this so i didn't have much time to like breathe it in and think about it but now that i'm thinking about it you're right what else do you want out of a movie that you know what you're going into it for right i mean you're not seeing a movie called blood rage and then seeing what you're seeing go "Ah, that wasn't blood and that wasn't rage no that was literally (laughs) what the movie was yeah he's getting raged or hawked up from seeing his mom fuck some other dude and that's a great point that's i bet you there is some incest going on there because oh, at the end, when sure. she's hugging him and thinking that he's the other twin, oh my god, like it's just us now. And blah, oh, blah, there's blah, blah, a full blah. on mouth together. kiss at one point. Yeah. yeah, I must have blinked and missed that. I'm kind of happy I did, but <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump my score from a five and a half to a seven. Yeah. All right. All right. I gotta redo my math seven. now. Hold on. I'm sorry. Did you it's slam your pin down or did somebody knock on the door? That was me. Okay. Oh, oh, actually, no. Basic math. Basic math. Our average is now a nine. Yeah, all right. I can live with that Starting average. I'm hoping that we can bring it up to an average of 10 by the end of this. All right. That is what I'm hoping for. Kick this. All right. We're kicking it off at Route 35 Drive-In in Jacksonville, Florida, but not really. Uh, It's 1974. The movie that's playing is The House That Cried Murder, which was a movie that was, it's a real movie, and it was written by the director of this movie. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, We get... My favorite thing in the world, which is a montage, and it's just a montage of people going to the fucking movies, and I love it. I love I the love music too. It's that yeah. like you know that '80s campy horror movie. Like you know the heavy is, synth. It's the soundtrack for this type of movie. Yeah, you know exactly. Like immediately, you know what's happening. We're in Florida. We've got '80s camp music. Exactly. We the tone is set perfectly immediately. Um, there's a guy that gets some popcorn and then he takes it with him into the bathroom so he can buy a condom off of Ted Raimi. So he can apply his own butter. (laughs) 
I want to say something about, about applying his own butter. Hold on. So he asked, this is the only thing that actually bugged me about this movie. Like, we're talking about nitpicking, right? So mm. he walks in and asks Ted, Ted Raimi, yo, give me whatever condom. He whips out, and he's got, like, I don't know, a plethora, a dancing plethora of fucking condoms in one side. And he goes, I want those. And then he opens up his other side of his jacket, and he just has the one that he wanted in his pocket ready to go. Where were That's... all the other ones that he was going to sell? And his like five other pockets, probably. I don't know. I feel like that guy's got pockets all over himself. Probably has like cargo pants. I feel those cargo pants. I feel like that's all he's got, and he just knows that nobody else is in the bathroom condom selling game, and so people are just stuck with whatever he decides to give them. Also worth mentioning, this is Ted Raimi's very first acting role. Um, he was about to quit acting. Yeah, he, he apparently he uh, he had moved out and told his dad if he couldn't get a role in one year that he would move back home and like start working at the family business, I believe. And um, he had just mailed out the letter to his dad saying, hey, I'm coming home because it was pretty much right out of the year. And two days later, he got the role for this. Okay, but can you imagine what? like being the brother that didn't get into Hollywood and then Sam Raimi... I know, and he's like, like you, you could have cast me. Can you fucking imagine the sibling rivalry if he hadn't gotten this role? It's like, Ted, put me in a fucking movie. Like, I'm <laughs> dying out here. <laughs> also, what's weird is, you filmed this movie in 83, and it doesn't come out till 87. This is his only role, and he's going to say he's going to come out or go back home after, you know, not getting a role. And the dad's like, all right, you got a role. Where is it? I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven years or whatever. Like, fuck. Didn't even Your think son, about that, yeah. My other son is killing it right now. By yeah. the time these movies. What are like, you doing? Sam, tell dad that it's a totally real movie. You're part of the Hollywood cult that watched this underground. Like. <laughs> and then and then the dad's like, what's it called? Well, it's it's Blood Rage. No, no, it's not Blood Rage. It's uh, whatever the other name is. No, no, no. Uh, no, it's the other one, too. Fuck. I'm not feeling that this is a real movie, son. Uh, you know, I feel like you could... Um... You could like mash all four titles together. So it's a complex blood rage slasher at Nightmare at Shadow Woods. I feel or, like we can do a better mashup Woods than blood that. Rage. Yeah. yeah. I don't. The shadowed. The complex. Shadow blood. The shadow. Okay. Okay. Hold on. The no. slasher. Blood. The blood rage slasher at Shadow Woods complex. No, you gotta. You gotta. Oh it, yeah, that's actually. It's good. the shadow rage at the Bloodwood. Or no, blood what complex? <laughs> like blood uh, what? Blood shadow. The blood no. what complex. No, wait. The blood what gambling. The shadow. Oh my God. I could be here for hours with doing this. Yeah, my brain hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just created our own Mad Lib. I think it's funny that by the point that this movie actually came out, though, I think Evil Dead 2 is like also releasing like either this year or the next year. Evil Dead 2 came out in like 87 or 88 or something. Yeah, it was a long long break between the two um which maybe that's part of the reason that like maybe ted did not want to get his start through nepotism especially seeing as like bruce campbell like got his dad to fund evil dead so that way he wouldn't have to audition for movies he's like i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be that guy oh and evil dead 2 came out in 87 so the very same year yeah which is funny because ted raimi and bruce campbell like their stalls were next to each other at scarefest yeah, I wonder if they hate each other. Well, okay, <laughs> the reason the reason for that is Ted Raimi is actually in the Evil Dead TV show. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's in huh. the uh, whole second season. Well, he's, he's not like a bit part, but he's in like half the episodes in it. And again, I'm going to say, you guys need to watch it. 
I think it's funny that we talked about this on Pumpkinhead and also talked about Ted Raimi uh, on your episode of Pumpkinhead. Like yeah. It's kind of coming it all, full it circle. It all comes around. Every, yeah. Everything is a giant circle. The, uh, what is it, 15 degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. The bathroom, okay. right. So yeah. Maddie, uh, or, well, I mean, that's the end of the montage base. Well, it's not the end of the montage. So he gets his bathroom condom and then we see like scantily clad teens talking over the fucking movie. Um, In their own cars, at least. They're outside of their cars. Some of them are, yeah. You just know that they're being loud assholes. Probably. Yeah. And like, I get that nobody here is actually watching the movie, but as somebody that goes to the movies to watch a movie, obnoxious. Definitely. Um, let's be let's be real. Who I mean, I know the eighties or whenever this was supposed to be. What was this? It was the seventies, right? Because it was seventy four yeah. time. Yeah. Seventy four. All right. So people are just ass naked in the back of a fucking Lincoln Continental just fucking. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Man, I like all right. It, like, it all yeah. too. Well that's the clothes weren't even in the back seat. I'm yeah, less upset naked. about that than the fact that Maddie's boyfriend <laughs> we're, we're ready to go. <laughs> I am less upset about that than the fact that Maddie's boyfriend has two sleeping 10-year-olds in the back of the car, and he's like, you know, it'd be really hot if we fucked right now. Yeah, I don't understand It's that. disturbing. Yeah, Like kissing, like, back, get, get back in my day, kids, we'd fuck with kids in the back car. It don't matter. We had to do shit. I don't know. Fucking. You want to <laughs> learn about the birds and the bees? Here's the fucking birds and the bees. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Come on, like. Front. And like Maddie rightfully is like, hey, the boys are in the back seat, and he was like, you fucking prude. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is what I fucking this is what get you for don't her. date chicks with kids. Yeah. Well, he was literally sitting there like, I'm trying to get this dick sucked. Like, either <laughs> yeah. let's go, or I'm gonna go to the car next to me. Like, fuck this, let's go. I mean, I'm sure there is another car that would have let him join in. Like. The girl from later in the movie would have just showed up and just started blowing everybody. The fucking one who's like, oh, I, I party. Oh, oh yeah. Andrea? She studied. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Andrea. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, so he's trying to get his dick sucked and Terry notices and this is whenever he wakes up Todd and he's like, hey, let's just like fucking go and wander around. In the process of that, he finds a hatchet in somebody's back trunk area. It's or... a flatbed of a truck. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you should be familiar with the concept. We live in Kentucky. That's true. Yeah. I wasn't paying super close attention. I, I was looking up and down from notes, so I didn't know if it was from a trunk or what. Um, comes across the couple, the guy that bought the condom. And, he just you know, stares. He just stares at them for so long. Well, he's like, and I appreciate the guy being like, get out of here, you fucking creep. Like, yeah. Well, he's like, well, I don't know. My mom's not you know, going to let me watch any sex so i'm just gonna go and watch all these other people have sex <laughs> where am i supposed to get my confused feelings of sexuality <laughs> yeah. in the back of this car <laughs> and this is like a good display of special effects by the way so the guy notices um terry's just staring tells him to calls him a creep and tells him to move along Accurate. terry doesn't like that <laughs> uh <laughs> terry does not like that <laughs> hatchets his face and man like the cut on his face is so fucking good for yeah. such a low budget movie the guy that they got for this definitely knocked it out of the park there. Um, he gets killed, and his day just decides to get out of the car and just run across the whole place, just, you know, bare ass, everything. Lots of ass. I would, too. Yeah. We see yeah, so yeah. much ass, yeah. What, what are you going to do? Your your clothes are definitely not in the back seat. You're not going to say, let me put my jeans back on Yeah. Uh, and run away. Yeah, no. She I'm might not have even ass. worn clothes to the drive-in, yeah. honestly. They we, are so far gone. Exactly. They drove there naked, so. 
Well, we know he didn't because he was wearing his uh, sleeveless oh, yeah, sweater during the right. montage. Yeah. I will. I want to say this though: How smart was it to show a kid kill an adult in a way that would be realistic? Because he's busy with his hands. You know what I mean. He's in the back seat of a car, <laughs> and he's not expecting a kid because he can't see it to have a fucking hatchet ready to go. You know what I mean? Because any other movie that has where a kid kills somebody, I'm kind of like. You're a fucking adult. Just put your hand on his head and he ain't going to hit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in this movie, it makes perfect sense because he's not really paying attention to him. It's just a fucking kid watching me do my, my business. But and then he, the way he's looking up, you know what I mean? Like it would be hard for him to stop the blow at the same time. And then, you know, he gets hit. And what are you going to do after that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, after the first hatchet to the face, you're pretty much done in terms of self-defense. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like right in his eye, too. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see out of one eye now. There's blood in the other one. Yeah, that guy's fucked. Right. Oh, yeah. And this also, buddy's up, uh, this buddy's up Terry. Yeah, who... he, yeah, he immediately, like, hands, t- he hands Todd the hatchet. And then he like ru- all of the blood magically comes off of Terry when he like rubs Todd's face. Is it missing in the next shot? Because I thought I could so like it's so obvious like he's got the most blood on him, but he just kind of like put a little smear on Todd's face and gave him the hatchet. He's like, look, this guy did it, and everybody just well, believes also, it. Is there is like yeah, is there no like good detective work back then of going, hey, this kid has splatter on his face where the other one just has blood smeared on his face? I feel so- like. Maddie didn't care enough. Like, clearly, Ta- uh, Terry is her favorite. So yeah. she was like, yeah, let's fucking lock Todd up because she's cock blocking me. Like, Yeah, Todd, even when he's a kid, he's like kind of like a mute. He's still kind of like in that catatonic state that he's in when yeah. he's an adult. Well, but, oh, his okay, brother so- is definitely an asshole to him. They're like, he just knows not to fight back with Terry. That's fair. I could see that. Well, and I kind of like how they don't really give us any backstory whatsoever. This movie is just literally let's fucking go. Yeah. There's nothing that's showing like, all right, these kids had a bad upbringing or this one is more favorited than the other or whatever. They literally just show them wake up in the back seat and then go out and this kid just grabs a fucking hatchet and hatchets some dude to death and then kind of gives the hatchet to the other kid and then does the kid become catatonic at that point because he just witnessed his brother, you know, hit somebody in the face with a fucking axe a couple times? Yeah, he's fully shell-shocked. kind of... Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's why he kind of shut down and just accepted it. Or, you know, and then the same thing with the mom, too. Like, you could say maybe she could be shitty, or maybe that's a big deal to anybody. She is very ill herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, she looked like 55 when she was making out with that 20-year-old anyways. Now, is that because the movie can't have a good budget to give her, you know, not looking old I love love her styling because it's so fucking ridiculous but it feels very realistic to me for like what this kind of unhinged person who wants to be younger than what she is she wants to be attractive from like a perspective of like i'm way younger than i actually am she does not dress appropriately and i'm not one of those to be like oh well you have to wear a certain thing at a certain age like ruffles i always immediately associate with a small child same with like the Shirley Temple curls she gives herself throughout most of the movie. Yeah. Like it feels very yeah. much like she is trying to dress very childlike to make herself feel younger. And in the process, it makes her look older. That's yeah. And she's yeah. wearing that like weird push up bra too that could almost be like a too much or this isn't like. Yeah. And you can see yours almost because it doesn't fit. 
And you see the bra like popping out of the dress at certain points throughout. Like it just it feels oh, very yeah. realistic to me. This movie gets a little bit deep here, right? <laughs> deep. Blood right. rage. All Unintentionally, probably. I don't know. Ten years later. Not in real life, but in the movie. They've done the whole smearing thing. The blame was put on Todd. And Todd has been put into a mental institution here. Now, here's my question. Yeah. Is this like, is this a, a um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like a hospital for the criminally insane? Or is it just oh. a behavioral health hospital? Because so. the cops are not called when Todd escapes, which makes me feel like it's just, which even with a behavioral health hospital, it would still be like the cops would be on the lookout. Isn't this is not like very much different from Halloween where Michael escapes and it's his doctor that is hunting for him instead of the cops. I'm going to save all of well, my there's arguments a reason about that. that. Like in, in, yeah, so in Halloween though, he does it because he doesn't want the cops involved because he thinks it would make him worse or whatever, right? This one, I don't know, the mom keeps saying that he's at a school. He's not, you know, at a, at a mental health hospital or what have you. And I think that's a good, what we talked about earlier of the mom going crazy. She's delusional to the point, you know, that she's calling this a school. Maybe it's a cover to tell people, but now she's maybe believing it. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. mental like, mental health problems are so widely stigma- stigmatized even nowadays. And like, it was even oh, yeah. worse, like back then. I, I can see it being a thing. Like, and clearly, clearly, the mom needs some sort of professional help too. And she is like, nope, not me, not not I. <laughs> um, so oh, yeah. And you got to think too, if you saw your child hatchet somebody to death, I mean, well, maybe, okay, she didn't see it, but you know, if that happened to you, I'm sure it's going to fuck you up as a parent. Oh, God. Like, yeah. What did I do wrong? Um, I don't think she sees <laughs> anything wrong I think with it's her pretty... behavior ever. <laughs> no. All right. I'm, I raised a good one. And we raised a bad one. We don't know which one's good or bad, but it's all right. Probably, you know, fucking the other one would probably be probably what that, did yeah, that yeah. to her I'd, son. <laughs> I'd firmly put that on the Allegedly. side of bad parenting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the mom goes to the hospital. Apparently, she does this every Thanksgiving. She brings him a slice of cake, which she later will describe as a slice of pie. It's in its own little box. She was very conscientious about his cake. Yeah. Um, it's a whole... And um, or a pie. <laughs> Like a dialogue is playing over this from Dr. Burke. This, this is like one of the dumbest fucking voiceovers I've ever heard in a movie. Like it's her case notes it's, it's for place. Todd, yeah. but like yeah. it's really case notes about the mom, but the mom is not the patient. Like, Well, she's also talking about how um, Todd is finally starting to talk about like how he's innocent. Yeah, this is how we get some exposition, which we don't need because we saw how everything went down. Yeah, but it's kind of nice to see that she is buying into it. And she also mentions in here that she suspects Terry and she does not want anybody to know that she has that suspicion. Also, during this whole thing, everything that's going on in the background, we have Todd just taking his pie and just like crumbling it in his hands and throwing it against the wall, which is amazing. Like it is. Oh, well, and she, you know, she talks about how uh, Maddie is still treating Todd like he's a child, as though no time has passed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Lots of fucked up dynamics right away. Um. But then we cut to some. I, I was I was mad real quick at the fact that he just, I mean, murders that pie, <laughs> <laughs> and then throws it against the wall like it owed him money. It made me think of like a monkey throwing shit at a wall or something. 
you know? Oh man. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And like, all right, let's let's be real. He's in a, an insane asylum or whatever, and he doesn't like pie, so he's dealing w- with whatever he can deal with that way. I, I think that's I think- like. <laughs> Him recognizing that his mom doesn't actually fucking love him, and he's like, "Fuck your pie, mom." Like, yeah, that's how also, I interpret it. It's a yeah, it's a tradition that they do. By the way, she always goes. This down is on probably Thanksgiving the only Day. time she visits him. Probably, yeah. And I think that's you're right. Yeah, I think I I really wish that like during this whole thing, like when he throws it up against the wall, like you just see them both clapping in the background. <laughs> Like as he does that, just... you've been playing too much Animal Crossing. You're just used to <laughs> yeah. background NPCs like, yeah. <laughs> Hold the phone, guys. I just got a, a big realization. What does he do at the end that he does at the same thing that he does with the pie? He goes up against the wall and smushes against the wall while facing the wall. At the end of the movie, he's saying, "I'm Todd," while pushing his hand up against the wall, t- saying to the wall, "I'm Todd." Oh shit. Wait. I wonder if he's put in like isolation a lot at the hospital. Maybe, yeah. Probably, but he's literally just doing the same thing and like acting out the same scene. Because he was not given proper fucking coping skills. I'm going to add Dr. Berman to my list of bad psychiatrists in horror movies. We don't know enough about her. She's at least, she believes in him. She comes at him with a fucking tranquilizer gun. She doesn't. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, what's that gun? (laughs) Like how the, the acting there is so bad. That guy was like, you could tell he was already smoking the reefer before he even showed up. He's like, oh, yeah, I got this gun here. Yeah. Just yeah. Tranquilizer gun. Don't worry. That's her assistant, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He goes all out in this. But anyways, so yeah, he has the meltdown. And we now know that he's pleading his innocence and the doctor suspects that it's Terry. Um, then we cut to a little football game that... Terry's having with his group of friends and his girlfriend, Jewel, Karen. Karen. Karen, yes. And during this whole thing, a new girl who just moved into the complex stops by. Her name is Andrea. And Terry and Andrea fully eye fuck each other right in front of Karen. Yeah. And uh, Terry just like straight up does not give a shit. Which, like, I don't, I'm not one to pit women against one another, but like, Karen is so fucking you don't come pretty. To town and I fuck. Yeah. yeah. But still, yeah. You just still don't come to town and I fuck somebody that you just met. Number one. And yeah, I think the lead woman, Karen, is prettier for sure. Yeah. Um, which, uh, to give Andrea a little bit of leeway here, she doesn't know the relationship no. between them. So no. she can openly I fuck him right there. I'm not mad at Andrea. Yeah, I'm mad at Terry. Yeah, Terry is like straight up like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah. And her mom is right there, too. We've talked about this on this podcast. We are 95% sex positive. Like, my 5% not sex positive is towards Terry, so it's fine. (laughs) I don't think Terry is sex positive because I don't think he has the sex. Think about it. He's not probably even, like, wants it. Yeah, no, he's got a very unhealthy conceptualization of that for sure. Well, yeah, when when she uh, sees his brother for the first time and she's like, you know, kind of saying, hey, I want to have sex, I thought that as like a, hey, finally, let's have sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where we've been together for so long and it hasn't happened. And the whole time then, like, when he's on, when he brings her back to that room when they're on the couch and he's like taking the, uh, the couch cushions off, he was definitely getting ready to just murder her, not have sex. Yeah, I was fully expecting him to pull out the machete from under the cushion, which yeah, that might have happened if he hadn't been interrupted. Right. But poor, 
that, that poor mother who was just trying to fuck that guy to get some money with her baby. <laughs> I, I love that she scene. She probably too. had the worst. Oh well, when when like they go back and well, I know we're skipping ahead, but that That's that okay. scene where he just like runs into the or she runs into the the room and she's in the chair and he just rips out the machete kind of slowly. I was like, man, that looks fucking good. Yeah, being yeah. This old and oh yeah, hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. At the end of this whole thing, um, I think Karen is very visibly upset. And oh, uh, she knows what's happening. hundred percent. This is, I think. Like a, so after the scene for the nightmare at Shadow Street version, they had some additional footage where there's like a follow up mm-hmm. scene where they go to a pool. Nightmare at Shadow Street. Oh, because yeah, they do oh. say let's go swimming. Don't yeah, they? they do. Yeah, what did I call it? Nightmare at Shadow Street. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> Too much uh, Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I think is where that's. I had I have not seen that scene, but I'm pretty sure we have a missing scene there where they go do that. Um. Not that important, but it is something. No, it doesn't take anything out of the movie. I wasn't sitting there going, I want to go see these fuckers <laughs> yeah. swim. Well, maybe they were having but sex on the diving board. Well, yeah. I mean, it gives you extra buoyancy. What? Yeah, Andrea definitely would have swam naked, which gives us even more TNA for the movie. So. That's true, yeah. Um, Probably, yeah. And that would, that would make sense for when they go back to the pool at the end because it doesn't just kind of come out of nowhere. Also, I think at this point, Terry has invited Andrea over for... No, dinner. Maddie invited because they're Andrew and her mom just moved in next door, so they're neighbors now. So Maddie invited them over for Thanksgiving dinner. So it's Maddie, Brad, um, their couple name is Braddy, uh, <laughs> uh, Terry, Karen, Andrea, and Andrea's mother, who is not in the rest of this movie. Yeah, I think she's, she's just, literally yeah. like oh, yeah, she just, probably yeah. actually lived in the apartment complex, and they're like, we cannot justify this college kid being here by herself. Um, ma'am, do you want to be in two scenes? No, they were probably like, we need a second apartment. Like, you can be in the movie if we can use your apartment for this <laughs> scene. So you're saying that you they're having this shag carpet in this fucking movie? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, are you saying that they're doing this at their apartment? Yeah, it's at Maddie's place because it looks like okay, yeah, at Maddie's place. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. We cut there. Terry is wearing his best Thanksgiving <laughs> outfit. Super eighties. I love it. The collar popped with the with the skinny tie around it. Yeah, and his hair's like back. I'm surprised you I didn't say it. anything about it last night because every time we watch this movie, you're like that fucking tie. Like, I, I, yeah, I think I've, I've grown to love it for its absurdity. <laughs> when does he take the tie off? Because like he has it during the dinner scene, and then he goes and sees himself in the mirror. And he's like playing with his hair, and the tie's not on anymore. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a real good uh, a plot point to like go. This movie just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's wearing a tie, and now he's not. I, I wanted to. Yeah, I would have loved to see me. that that like frustrated businessman loosening his tie angrily. <laughs> I would have loved to see Terry's energy with that. <laughs> I, I would have. Or expected like he's it. trying to do his hair. He's trying to do his hair in the mirror and he can't get it right, so he gets upset and rips the tie off, and then he gets it perfect. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, well, moose. So we get at this point, um, Maddie and Brad went to make an announcement during Thanksgiving dinner. Um, Brad starts to tell it, but then Maddie can't even let him fucking finish, and she's like, "We're getting married." <laughs> so, uh, so was that? Could that have been like a, a direction from the director or do you think it was like, hey, you're supposed to say this line and she just kind of said it 
for him. I don't know. It didn't feel it didn't feel acted. It felt real. Like they even if you watch him as an actor, if you look at him when he says it and she says it at the same time, he kind of looks at her like, "Bitch, that was my line." I'm telling you, <laughs> I feel like Louise Lasser method acted this whole fucking movie. I think she was actually on the edge of a breakdown the entire time. See, the thing with her though in this is she doesn't really awesome. have a lot of scenes with other people like the rest of this movie almost right. she's kind of by herself and i don't know maybe she's just like making the most of it you know she's like i, I just want to like fucking talk to people please <laughs> instead of like a phone give me, give me a someone else i need <laughs> someone to work with it's like uh when what's his face who played gandalf was acting in front of a green screen for the last movie and he had to cry because this is what acting has become <laughs> <laughs> um so we get a phone ring in the kitchen and maddie goes back there only to find out that todd has escaped wait 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 what terry had a weird reaction to the engagement announcement yes. and then he led a toast with his glass of milk That's and fine. you know my milk theory yes i forgot about serial that. killers drink milk mm. if somebody drinks milk in a horror movie they have killed multiple people that is true i forgot that he <laughs> toasts with milk yeah so uh, you get the dramatic music playing there i think once that happens he's definitely pissed about this for whatever reason his rage is barely contained right there like he is grinding his teeth yeah it's not quite blood rage well, he's pissed yet. because his mom's his mom's gone that was his mom and now that can't be incest together he is not into threesomes yeah like he, he could have like talked to the guy <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know he could have been into it i feel like maddie should have told him beforehand like instead of springing it on him like regardless of their incest or not like that's kind of a shitty way to announce your engagement to your child oh yeah, yeah. in front of uh your new neighbors that you just met this morning mm-hmm. oh yeah they're like okay like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, i thought you guys were already married so <laughs> i thought you just invited him because oh, he's yeah. the apartment manager oh. and you're oh, yeah. yeah. and, and he- He's the guy that just sold me the apartment and you're getting married. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in this place? I would be so nervous to drink around him. I'd be like, um, are you like, are you going to judge me? Glass of milk play? for me, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get the hey, Can call. we talk about when, when in the world did they stop making kitchens that didn't have the bifold open fucking door things where you could just shut off the, the kitchen from everywhere? And do your own business in the kitchen, you know, those wooden shutters or whatever. I'm not gonna lie, I love a pocket door. I wish we'd seen a pocket, pocket door. door or, yeah. or or those like just kind of they just went away, right? Like that's not a, a thing anymore. I I want to have that, like, yo, I'm in the kitchen, no one else is. Well, we have the bifold doors because like our um we've got a laundry closet in the kitchen because it's an older house and it's got the bifold sense. doors in front of it, and I fucking hate them because they're always coming off the track. So yeah. I think that's why we don't have those in kitchens anymore. Plus the whole uh open mm-hmm. concept. <laughs> The way I was picturing these, yeah, I, I was thinking of like like the little saloon entrance where you just like kind of walk <laughs> oh, through sw- there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if we can find some swinging doors, I will install that shit. All right, awesome. yeah, I'm like I will, I will install saloon Loon style doors. saloon <laughs> doors. And you got a cowboy hat and tip it up every time you come in. Yeah, I tell you what, I tell you what. <laughs> Howdy, partner. <clears throat> okay, and then just whip it off and I don't know. so Todd has escaped. <laughs> And um, Maddie tells Terry, she's like, just don't tell anybody because I don't want to bring down the mood. What she's really saying is, I have not told Brad that you have a brother. <laughs> yeah, like everybody thinks Todd is in school. Much. So what does Terry He's do? In private school. Terry decides to go back hey to guys. the table. He's like, 
So I guess you'll be uh, meeting the family soon. Uh, my brothers escaped from the loony bin. <laughs> yeah, he said my psycho brother just escaped. Yeah. The way he delivers that line is so perfect. I know. Because Maddie's you tell face. Him to do it any different. Yeah, Maddie's yeah. face just breaking in yeah, the background. Yeah, she just <laughs> stares at him, just like staring him down, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, "Scream beans are great, ma." You know, just like filling up his plate the entire time. So yeah, give me another glass of milk, please. Oh, by the way, yeah, our brother. Uh, we cut to Maddie's bedroom, and this is where Brad is like, "Listen, I understand that you're upset, but I have the." bluest of blue balls right now please fuck me <laughs> um and there are a lot of baby pictures up and i want us to have this discussion real quick do you think that these are both todd and terry or just terry and if you had twins Ooh. how would you know the difference between your baby pictures see the thing is you don't have them in the same picture together which is understandable because this guy wasn't actually played by twins but they actually cast like little twins for his like younger versions yeah so i don't know you could so you you could that could have been a very easy photoshop but in the 83 the year of 83 would that be easy besides you know maybe cutting a picture in half and putting it together <laughs> it's just like copy paste um, <laughs> like looks like a ransom note <laughs> yeah whatever i mean I'll, there was a couple shots in this movie that they really did that anyways so like does a picture on a wall that you see for a second really matter that you just kind of went boop, boop? Um, I, I just whatever. think about it because yeah. me and my older sister look so much alike. And there have been times that people in our family are legitimately convinced a picture of one of us is the other. And I'm just like, I don't know if you're a parent of twins. Like, my it feels like you, you would save you money on printing pictures if you just did one of the twins. <laughs> Probably. Do you think you and your sister look alike? Yes. It's okay. funny. She, me and my brother me and my brother don't look I don't think we look alike, but I get that all the time. My brother's three years older than me. They're like, Oh yeah, you guys look exactly the same. And I'm like, No, we fucking don't. It's funny because the three of us look yeah. very, very much alike. Um, but my older sister is actually my stepsister. So we have no genetics between us. We just we look eerily alike. Do you dress the same? Sometimes weirdo because okay, that 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 uh i know a lot of people who aren't related but you know you have that uh what is it han solo season where everybody's dressed oh the same. yeah <laughs> everybody just looked the same so you're like oh yeah you guys are sisters no we don't even fucking know each other uh, <laughs> but we look the same so yeah whatever but no getting to it i don't think uh those were different people on the wall i think it was the same fucking twin okay that that's kind of my theory i feel like it's intentional on maddie's part like she's like Nobody can tell the difference between twins anyway, and uh, let's be real, I do not give a single shit about Todd, so. Yeah, I could see that too. Like, she didn't bring, she didn't bring Todd to Sears, you know? She, she got Todd a babysitter, and she took Terry to the family photo <laughs> yeah. session. All right, time to change into a different shirt. So, Terry watches this whole little uh, session between Brad and Maddie, where he's trying to get his dick sucked. And Maddie's like, uh, I can't do this with you right now. Terry's in the house. And I'm just kind of like, Terry's a grown-ass man. Like, Yeah, and Terry is like watching too. He doesn't see this part, but he saw that whole action and he leaves away in disgust. Um, but yeah, Maddie's not into it. Brad's like, whatever. I don't think he looked away in disgust. I think he looked away and, God damn it, he's taking my fucking position. <laughs> yes, probably more of that than like disgust or anything. Um, 
Maddie is feeling very anxious and she starts cleaning and I have never like Maddie's scenes. Um, I guess we won't really detail them much as we go throughout because it really the rest of her scenes are just her cleaning and eating out of the fridge and just I've never felt so seen in a movie <laughs> like this is exactly how i have panic attacks like i just obsessively clean things i've never found you on the floor though in the kitchen eating out of the fridge you've never found me yet <laughs> touche schrodinger's panic attack open like... <laughs> All right, just open the fridge door sit on the ground and just fucking eat mashed potatoes out of that motherfucker like a oh you i'd probably join you i'd just like get down on the floor and just start eating too yeah we have all of the pets come up and they're like finally some yeah. equality and how we dine in this household <laughs> um so we get it we could have been doing this the whole time <laughs> <laughs> it's family dinner time uh we get a knock out of the door and um turns out it's a uh, fucking jackie with a gun pointed to ta- uh, terry's face he was so ready for it <laughs> i, I know it. That's the guy. No, it's not. That's his brother. It looks just like him. <laughs> Jackie, until it's the like moment. Nobody told him there was twins. Yeah, until the moment he dies, he does not understand the concept of twins at all. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because he even says, man, you look just like him. I wanted him to be like, no fucking shit, yeah. and then stabbed him. He's like, shit, man, what the fuck oh. is this? Like, he's like, am I high or something? He's just like smoking weed. I was like, what the fuck? I swear to God, you're the kid. Uh, Turns out it's not actually a gun, though. I think it's a flare gun or a tranquilizer. No, yeah, it's a tra- I, tranquilizer. Gun. I would not be comfortable. Like, it's not a bullet gun. It's a flare gun. I'm like, cool. That's still gonna light my ass up. Like, yeah, yeah that would fuck you up still pretty bad. Oh, we got tired. I was waiting for somebody oh. to get shot with that tranquilizer gun, and I'm kind of mad that nobody did. I know Chekhov would be so disappointed. I know it's his gun. Um, so. Dr. Berman and Jackie decide that they're going to split up to search. Um, Brad, like, pops out. He's like, I'm the office manager. I'll be in the office managing stuff in case you need my help. Um, I'm going to be there all fucking night. Not going to move or nothing. That's that's where I live. Yeah. In a, I mean, it really might actually be where he lives. It's weird. That's why he's marrying Probably. her. He's like, I can finally Wait, live in one of yeah. my own complexes. <laughs> You know, okay, so I thought about that when he was just like, I'm the office or whatever, the complex manager and blah, blah, blah. I was like, so you're marrying this girl and you don't have another house that she's living with you at? Like, you just, you're going to her apartment that you own? That would be so weird. Yeah. So Jackie stops to smoke. Terry approaches and Jackie again is like, what the fuck is twins? No, this is, um. Yaha. Wait, yeah, you're right. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Um, this is um before that, um, Terry sneaks up on Brad in his office. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. He does. Um, yeah, he like, so Brad's just sitting there. He's got his back to his sliding glass door, which is wide open. And like every single one of my instincts is like, this is the most unsafe thing ever. Um, and so when Terry. No- Terry- it's Florida, you know, there's no phones <laughs> or anything. We're just going to keep every door open. Terry- no, there's no gators that are going to walk into this motherfucker. It's fine. Terry approaches, and Brad is like, all right, here's an opportunity for me to be the cool stepdad. And he's like, what's up, son? And uh, Terry's like, fuck you and your beer. And he cuts off his hand. Um, this is one of my favorite And then the hand shots. still, like, squeezes the can. There's a really cool behind-the-scenes picture. Um, Ed French, his website, has, like, all of these shots of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. 
um, you can see the actor, like, his hand is down next to his own leg, so it's like the prop arm is on the yeah. arm of the chair. And they decided that it would... Oh, cool. Yeah, and they decided that, you know, the way you know nerve endings and stuff work like his last like he would have been surprised would have grabbed the can right before it gets cut off so the can would still be in his hand and i appreciate that like I, I, it makes, makes sense, sense to me yeah because yeah. you'd be yeah you'd be grabbing it another thing i want to go into more detail into is go into more detail into uh yeah <laughs> the fact that he says he doesn't drink alcohol and what does he do he cuts off his hand with a beer in it ah, oh yeah so we got a little milk. bit of morality police here yeah as I'm drinking a beer, <laughs> it's okay. We've we're, we just killed a jar of moonshine, so it's fine. We Not did. all in one night. Um, <laughs> just to clarify, obviously, you might you, depending on the size of the jar, you might not be able to we, see it. We are still coherent. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, now Doctor B and Jackie split up to search, and Jackie decide like immediately is like, I need a fucking smoke break. Um, yeah, well, he's like, the doctor told me to chill out, so and he's like, this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he does. Gonna get real high. And Terry approaches, and Jackie, I just wrote in my notes, Jackie doesn't understand twins or self-preservation, because he immediately, like, he's like, hey, you know, the doctor doesn't think that Todd actually committed the murders. He thinks it's somebody that looked like Todd. <laughs> Yeah. As he's sitting there telling Terry how much he looks like Todd. Yeah, he's like, isn't that interesting, Todd? Like, he, he doesn't even realize that this is Terry. He's like, yeah, Todd, what's up, dude? <laughs> and Todd's just sitting there going, e or sorry, not Todd. Um, Terry. Fucking Terry. Terry. God, I don't know why. Sometimes I, like, I call I'm them Rod and Todd. <laughs> oh, my God, Rod and Todd. No. So, like, yeah, Terry comes up and is just like, yeah, you, yeah, I fucking killed them, basically. You're telling me what we already know, and then just stabbed. It also, it's funny that... Um, I'm sorry. Let, let me take a drag off this fucking... Uh, a nicely rolled know, joint. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, uh, that's what I was going to say. It was nicely rolled, and then the next scene after he kills them, or the next shot, it looks like they just like lit it again, because it looks like a full joint. Dude smokes joints fast, I guess. It's like one hit. Yeah. <laughs> just one hit, bitch. Down. So I did not what? inhale. Oh, we need to keep filming. All right, give me another one. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, also, when he's um, like before Terry shows up, he's singing the maniac song. So like, I'm a maniac, but he's like saying lunatic. Yeah. Like I don't understand. Like if he does, he not know the words, or does like can I he think not it's use a the song? Issue. Yeah. Yeah. That song just came out at that time. It was a huge hit, but we can't. You can't say the name. It's copyright. So just make it up. Oh, lunatic, I guess. All right. <laughs> Um, Sounds good, man. Keep going. Yeah. Well, let's see. We get the scene of Maddie eating the leftovers on the kitchen floor. Um, she's trying Wait, to did call you say Brad. That he was killed because that's when Jackie dies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's talk about this real quick. Spoilers for later. He's in that closet that he was right by, but there was blood literally everywhere on the ground. So this man must have been carrying some bleach or something with him to. Not only pick these bodies up, move them, but to then or it's, disinfect. It's just Florida, and nobody notices random yeah, blood stains like, oh, in their what? apartment complex. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "We know why the rent's cheap here. We get it." <laughs> yeah, whatever. Every it happens every day. It's fine. Um, the rain will get it. The rain will wash it right away. It's fine. Doctor B gets uh, bisected in the woods. Uh, her legs, which was so random. Yeah. What made sense because you had to get rid of her, but then you get rid of her like 
do you think maybe she had a bigger part in the movie, but then Definitely. they couldn't get the actor, yeah. and so she had to come and do it, and they're just like, fuck, boy, chop her in half. Fuck That's got to be it. Yeah. How how are we going to do that? We're not going to do it. We're just going to do it off screen. Yeah, it definitely oh, feels oh. like a very unresolved plot point with the doctor. Like they just needed to find a way to get her out of the picture yeah. differently than how they planned. Um, during the scene too, though, um, Ed French, the special effects guy, talked about how originally they actually shot her legs running away by themselves too. I want to know how after getting it. cut in half, and they actually filmed it, but he was kind of surprised it wasn't in the film, so he doesn't know if it just didn't turn out good or not. But um, yeah, so we could have had that. That would make sense. Yeah, it makes sense why the the legs were in such a weird position where you didn't really see the, past the knee. Yeah, I was looking at it like, did he cut her knees too, and then her in half or something? But then, all right, that makes sense. Terry goes back to his apartment to change shirts, and he's looking at the stain on his shirt. And this is the first instance of yes. a that's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> and I like, I feel like he thought of that. He's been holding on to that line for a really long time, and he's just been waiting for the right opportunity to say it. And he doesn't even care that there's nobody else there for it. Like, see, I think that he just thought of it on the spot. He's like, "That's not cranberry sauce." He's like, "I gotta find somebody that's why to tell he this to later." later yeah. in front of Artie. He's like, "Artie, it's not cranberry sauce. Get it?" <laughs> <laughs> he's just like super impressive. What would have been great? I mean, uh, yeah, obviously it's Thanksgiving, so that's why they're saying it. But it would have been funnier if during Thanksgiving somebody was like. Hey, pass me the cranberry sauce. And he looks down. He's like, oh, that's cranberry sauce. But just like kind of under his breath or something like, oh, cranberry sauce. Then he says that in the mirror. Like, that's not cranberry <laughs> sauce. That would have been fucking amazing. Or like somebody spilled the cran- their wine on themselves. And they're uh, like, oh, I spilled cranberry sauce. He goes, oh, uh, no, that's not cranberry sauce. That's wine. Would have been Maddie, obviously. Yeah. She's drinking bottles of wine during all of this. She's fucking bombing those bottles. Jesus. <laughs> What was that glass thing she had? It, it, was, it looked like she was drinking like grape juice out of a glass bottle, but obviously it had to be wine because they're showing her drinking wine. It was where she was like up against the wall with the uh, the phone in the kitchen. It was like a glass bottle of looked like grape juice. You think she was like drinking wine secretly, or was everybody else like drinking booze except for Terry during that? I've... I think everybody yeah. was. Yeah. He he makes a point to say like or what or they make a big point to show that that's a fucking glass of milk that's true yeah and then obviously he says he doesn't drink too yeah he says that later um yeah i don't know i don't i didn't make a note about the bottle she was drinking from um it was i mean yeah it was very like whatever but it was just weird looking to me because for the time i don't think they had wine coolers or anything like that so eh. maybe it's like a mini bottle like a um, maybe I mean, yeah maybe that was a thing too was a mini bottle yeah. of wine and I'm missing it because we weren't in that era or whatever I, just a weird thing these are the things I see in movies that I go what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, we see Todd he arrives at Shadow Woods um, I like the sign for Shadow Woods it, like you can tell that it's a piece of plywood and they put letter stencils and spray painted over top of them. I love how low budget the apartment complex is. Yeah. So do you think that that was like the actual Florida? Like, yeah. The actual sign for the actual apartments at the time? I thought that it was actually called Shadowwood. Mm, I don't. I think I don't know either way. Either way, I feel like it's very perfect for the movie. Yeah. True. Whether it's a prop or a real thing, I like it. Yeah, it fits definitely for the movie. Um, let's see. We see Brad's office. Um, 
because, you know, Maddie's been trying to call him and we see him in his chair and clearly they just had the actor sitting there because he keeps twitching. Every time we cut to Brad's dead body for the rest of the movie, he twitches. Yeah. Uh, Not only that, I was looking at his eye when she finally sees him like, and she's like finding out that he's dead finally. His eye is literally just moving around and one time it like opens a little bit. Probably just to see, are we done this? Nope. Yeah, like, how do you keep that in? Whatever <laughs> they're doing when they're recording the dead bodies, they are they are clearly rolling for way too long because none of the actors are still during any point that yeah. they that we see their corpses. Like, like at the very I end with Greg and Andrea and the sauna, like they are both breathing right. and like adjusting themselves a little bit. Like, how long was the camera right. rolling that you couldn't have gotten a stiller take? <laughs> Well, not only that, just put a still take there. You don't need to have... They're not moving. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's, no, there's nothing happening in the scene. Just boom, still take. There, they're dead. Cool. All right, <laughs> move on. Terry goes over to hang out with Andrea because she's babysitting for Julie. She's babysitting a baby. This baby never gets a name. They all refer to the baby as baby, and then we started singing Jack White. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think there was somebody on sets like, what, the baby's got to have a name, right? No, fuck it. Why does the baby need a name? Well, we're talking about the baby all the time. It doesn't need a fucking yeah. name. Do you think they like, were arguing for days about this, this? And then finally the guys, like the person in charge is like, shut the fuck up. The baby doesn't need a name or you're fine. This all movie right. is anti-baby. They're anti -baby. like, babies are not anti real people. They, they <laughs> shove that baby in a fucking cabinet and just call it a day. They do, yeah. <laughs> it's like another Halloween thing. Not even yeah, it is. And not even, like, a, she doesn't even put it in there very good because the door's still open with something hanging out of it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, so much, I understand that the baby is a necessity. Like, actually, it really isn't. No, it's you know? not. It's, it's not, not, no, it's it's not, not necessary at all. It's so weird. The only I love that it's wearing an Oshkosh Bagosh uh, sleeper because Oshkosh. I definitely, I noticed that. Yeah, it's such, it, it perseveres even to this day. Gotta love it. <laughs> right. No, the thing to me that's the necessity of having the baby is the final shot where she's holding the baby and then, you know, she's looking at the kid. Well, she's coddling Todd, who she still thinks is whatever. And they're kind of like making some kind of like, I don't know if they're trying to show the two scenes at the same time. Like, oh, look, family or whatever, or blah, blah, blah. And then they go with what they go with and she blows her head off. But yet this chick's still with a baby and then just kind of. I, I love Karen just like slowly backing away yeah. at the end. She's like, mm, right. fuck this shit. <laughs> the right response. Right. I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not, I don't even care. I'm not even telling the cops nothing. I'm out. Yeah. But anyway, Terry, uh, he, he takes up Andrea's offer to go hang out with her while she's babysitting. Um, Karen is still very insecure about their interaction earlier. So she's trying to go talk to Terry. Todd's there. And Karen, like, is just like, um, so now we're going to school and we don't see each other very much. And I'm going to make a last ditch relationship or last ditch effort to save this relationship. And um, we can have sex. And Todd and truly like Todd, for the most part, is not very creepy. He just seems like he's not been properly socialized because yeah. he's been institutionalized for most of his life. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you know anything? But then he has this weird moment. He goes. I've never kissed a girl before. And I was like, run, Karen, run! Yeah, right after, oh, he's like, uh, I'm not Terry, I'm Todd. He's like, I've never kissed anyone before. She's like, 
Oh, it's really great. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love that line and yeah. that delivery. Like, she's... I just love Karen as a character. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> if Todd was smart, which clearly he's not, he would have not said that until after he kissed her. Or, you know, had the sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> but Todd's not that oh, kind way, of Todd, guy. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, luckily, uh, Greg and Artie are nearby in their convertible, so Karen can just hop on in with them, and she tells them what's going on, and Artie, because he wants to protect Karen and would be a much better match for her than Terry. Um, he's like, he grabs a bat and he's like, I'm going to go find Todd. Uh, meanwhile, Terry and Andrea are watching a movie. It's a horror movie. And um, she mistakes Terry getting off at the gore for him being into her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like trying to grab his crotch and stuff. And uh he like is like okay, how do I kill this bitch? But luckily, Julie walks in right then. I feel like during this whole time, he's like trying, he's playing out in his head. It's like, where the fuck can I put the cranberry sauce on? Like, how can I deliver this naturally? Like, like he's, he's like, like he's like, do you know, do you know what they use for fake blood in horror movies? Like, Shit, it's no. not cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Like, that's, he's playing through all of this in his mind. She's trying to like have sex with him. He's just not even like registering any of it. He's just trying to figure out like where it's the cranberries. Yeah. I just need to figure out the cranberry sauce. Um. Someone's going to hear this line and they're going to laugh and then I'm going to kill them. Uh, Andrea or Julie does not have the money for Andrea, which is only $10, which is a fucking steal I so know. for watching an infant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and Julie, this is where she has like this is her test, her first test for her date to see if he is really the rich daddy her baby deserves. Who is um, Ed French, the special who effects is guy Ed we French, talked about? Yes. <laughs> um, she's like... Oh, I don't have ten dollars. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's <laughs> like shit. You must be poor. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck am I getting into here? Yeah. So I think that's just like you're right, a like, test for him to see if he is willing to like yeah. provide for I her. I think you're right because when I when I was watching that scene when she said that, even I was like ten dollars in 1983 or 87. It's like that's that's nothing. Still, yeah. Like, Hold on, I'm gonna do a conversion like real quick. $10. Oh yeah, dude. It has to be like eight or seven dollars or something. But like to me, I was like, "Fuck!" Like it's not that much money. And now that yeah, we see that he she was trying to get the dude to be her sugar daddy. It makes sense. Uh, ten dollars in nineteen eighty three is equivalent in purchasing power to about twenty seven seventy seven today. Oh my god, that's still so good. Yeah, thirty dollars for having your infant watch for. Like a night, like I'm assuming they went to a nice fancy restaurant. Like, she, yeah, they're dressed nice, but then again, like she didn't really choose somebody that was super qualified. The person that she chose majors in partying, so yeah, and literally just yeah, moved. like yeah. she did not have a babysitter lined up until that day. <laughs> yeah, so she met her and went, "Oh, you just moved in here. Cool. You want to babysit my kid tonight?" Uh, you. Uh, yeah, oh, you I you guess. drink and smoke and have never uh, learned CPR and know nothing about babies. That's fine. Uh, how's ten dollars? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or like, oh, you're going to school here. What are you majoring? I major in partying. Fuck yeah, I'm me too. <laughs> She's like, I'll be hell yeah. <laughs> Teach my kid to be cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Okay. So. Uh, 
the groups meet up. Andrea and Terry have left Julia's apartment. Uh, Greg, Artie, and Karen are trying to find Todd. Um, when Terry hears what's happening, he's like, I'm going to go find Todd by myself. So Greg and Artie and Karen go with Andrea to go hang out at her place. And I honestly like their little impromptu party because it feels very realistic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it honestly felt like they were like, okay, just do what kids do. Like, and they're like, cool. There's a Sega. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll go ahead and play that. Um, oh, tequila. Okay. We'll do a tequila shot. Uh, I'm a little bit upset that they use lemon instead of lime. Mm, that gets you every single time. That was weird. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's upsetting. Like I get it. Like you still get that citrusy thing, but there's like a different like lemon. Uh, limes are not as sour as lemons. I don't know, man. Like maybe they're like scrounging for ingredients. You know, like fuck, I don't have limes, but I've got. Or I don't have whatever. I like guess a- that's true because we literally substituted lime juice for lemon juice exactly. yesterday. Yeah, so. like, but that's because be. I prefer to have lime juice around as opposed to lemon juice. Yeah. So I don't know. Or the people had no idea how to actually drink tequila and they just went lime. Well, okay, yeah, especially because... Lemons, yeah, yeah, do lemons. Just like (laughs) lick your hand and then dip it in the salt. And I'm like, that is, this is a pre-COVID movie for sure. Because (laughs) it's like, even before COVID, like if somebody even like dip your hand in the salt, I'd be like, can I not just shake the salt onto my hands? Like that's how you're supposed to do that. She's like, oh no, it's fine. Do they have an open bowl of salt? To it dip sounds in? like no. it. <laughs> Just take your whole fist and put it in the glass and swirl the drink around. Can you? Okay, but can you imagine going to somebody's house for dinner or something, and they're like, oh, can I get like a little bit of salt? And they hand you a bowl of salt, and you're like, <laughs> what do I do with this? You scoop it with your hands. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think uh, at this point, Terry has went back to Maddie, and he tells. Maddie, that they found Todd. Todd's actually there in the area now. Yeah, and she's she does not want to call the police. She's very adamant about it, and she's also very adamant that Terry put on his blue sweater because it brings out his green eyes. Yeah, she's so caring. Just make sure you wear your blue, the blue one. Yeah. The blue one. Uh, and she's like, it's so cold out. Bitch, cold it's out. Florida. It is not cold out. Yeah, right. Come hang out. 75 yeah. and perfect. Well, they're all psychopaths, so maybe it's cold to them. I don't know. Yeah, I... <sighs> Um, Todd finds Dr. B's split in half body. Um, we see her breathing, of course. Yeah, she's, uh, he's, and I like how he takes her legs and just puts it back together. Like, is this does this help? Like, I kind of get it though, because you're like, I don't know how to properly mourn the only person who's believed me in my entire life. Like, I don't know if I would do that. Like, <laughs> maybe leave the crime scene alone. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Um. But does he know anything about crime scenes? Probably. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, you know what I mean? If he was a kid since he was in whatever, like, but at the same time, yeah, let me grab your torso and just, like, try and put it back together. <laughs> yeah. But It's not going back together. All right. Why'd you do this to me? Luckily, he sees that she has a gun, so he takes it. Um, was that not the fakest gun you've ever seen in your it's life? It's so fucking tiny, and it's just, like, a tiny barrel like that makes... It just, it's not a very efficient weapon to have for self defense at all. Well, the weird thing to me was there's two guns in this movie. One that the, the, the guy had that owned the place that looked like a real gun. And it's the same model gun, the snub nose 38 or whatever it is that she, the, the doctor had 
But it was definitely like the fake version of that. It just looked like a piece of plastic spray spray painted with like silver paint and not maybe, very well. Okay, maybe Brad's actor is actually from Florida, so he actually had a gun and they just <laughs> yeah, yeah they true. used that as a prop and Marianne Cantor is like, I am not from here. I do not have a gun. I am Californian. Um like <laughs> they're like, go to Party City. <laughs> they went to Party City for sure. As Todd is like wandering around, he sees a little girl looking for her cat. I wonder if the cat ever showed back up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that girl was the best actress in the whole movie. <laughs> I love how she's just like wandering around, clearly late at night looking for her cat. Why is her, why, where are her parents? Why are they not helping with this? Is this child an orphan? Like, did Terry come in and kill her parents and she does not know how to cope with it? And so she's just like, I'm going to go find my cat. Like, I don't, it makes me think of, well, it's Florida, right? It's Florida number one. So her parents are just, they could be doing They did not have $10 for a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> they did not, no, because they're out spending it probably on very good things. <laughs> but like... Cocaine and hookers is my advice. I'm, I'm just picturing like Terry came in and killed their parents and left the door wide open so her cat gets out. And I'm picturing that because in college, I had somebody break into my apartment, not close the front door all the way, and my cat got out yeah. and would have been lost if it hadn't been raining because she was afraid of the rain she also crumbles under like any she, she crumbles <laughs> under pressure yeah. she cannot handle a high anxiety situation like, once she realized that the world is not that tiny she's like what the fuck yeah my roommate found her like underneath the stairs in our like outside of our apartment she was like um scouts outside and wet and scared and um but that's what i imagine happened to this cat except this cat is a florida cat it's not scout couldn't survive in florida she's she does not have the will to no. be a Floridian cat. Um, um, this whole scene, though, where Todd <laughs> sees the girl and he's like, um, "You should uh, cats have a way of finding their way back home. You should go back home. There's a very bad man out here." And he comes across so creepy. Like I would be. He's the bad flags. man in this yeah. situation. I would like as that little kid. If somebody like looked at me like that and said it the way that he said it, like, I'd be like, "Holy shit, this guy is about to kill." That's me. why she instantly listened. She was yeah. like, "Okay, yep, cool. I'm on it." Oh yeah. <laughs> She's going to her friends on Monday and saying, I almost got murdered by a serial killer, but he told me to get away. In 20 years, she's going to have like these repressed memories just come up in the middle of like some important event or something. Like she's like, oh, fuck, what happened to me? Like, yeah, she's posting. She's going to tell somebody that she's posting on Reddit forums <laughs> like, you know, what's the weirdest thing that ever happened to you? Oh, well, I think I was almost murdered, but the murderer decided to spare me. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. So Julie is trying to get Bill drunk. Um, he is not emotionally prepared for the sex that Julie is about to have with him. This like, dude is already kind of almost in the fetal position here. <laughs> yeah, he is like bundled up within himself. He is a virgin for sure. Yeah. And he is like, she is like, aside from the fact that she has a kid, like she is so far beyond not a virgin. She has crazy sex yeah. and like she's going to rock his world here though yeah he's he's like how do i handle this like he's like i don't i don't know what to do yeah um but Poor guy. <laughs> yeah he does a good job he was ready for the night of his life <laughs> yeah he was not ready <laughs> oh all right you're ready. um but he hears uh the doorbell uh which i'm surprised this apartment has a doorbell and she's like go answer it and he's like Can i, I want to say something about the doorbells real quick yeah they were built in to the people were they 
because at the end when she's running to the 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 each of those doors, she's touching a button on where the peephole is. It's like right in the middle of the door. It was so weird. It was like a big black like bar that she was touching and it was making a beep. So it was That's actually insane. a button and not her like actually just like running around pushing the peephole and then like we'll put it in and post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe that was a thing in Florida or wherever this was shot. Those like, things were like the doorbell. The actress just has never seen a doorbell before, and they're like, "Go around and ring the doorbells. We'll add the sound in and post." Yeah. And she was like, "What the fuck is a door? Like, okay, so you don't knock. You what hit a doorbell. A doorbell. So I just it's in the middle of the door still, right?" I think it would be hilarious. So if it's like her knocking, and then they're like, every time she's like, "Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong." <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Oh, either way, it's Terry, and he just uh, he chops off Ed French's head. That's that's what that's all about. In the meantime, though, she goes to baby, and she's like, "I've got us a daddy, and he's really gonna be he's gonna supply us." Yeah. So. You but, see how he he didn't even blink at getting that ten dollars out for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna treat us real good, baby. <laughs> uh, he's got another ten <laughs> waiting. Um, and then I think Terry's also in the apartment and then it cuts away once he kind of like steps out so we don't see what happens to her immediately yeah Uh, we get this really sad scene of Todd in Terry's room looking around at everything and just you can just tell he's imagining what his life could have been yeah and then he finds Maddie passed out in the the hallway and uh, is way nicer to her than she deserves and he like puts her in the bed and she goes Oh, hi, Terry. French kissed me for a second before I pass back out. Um, so, yep, they kiss on the lips. She's uh, she's in a robe now, and she, but she still has her, her nylon uh, hosiery on, which is just... Hosiery. It's um, like, that shit's so uncomfortable. Why is she just hanging out in her pantyhose? Pantyhose in a robe. She's wasted, dude. She probably I doesn't even it, realize it. Well, it's not... A- it's that, and she's clearly fucking out of her mind. Yeah. I also love the way her hair looks for the rest of this movie because it looks so gross. It's like she tried to wash it, but she like didn't actually use shampoo or anything. Like she just ran it under the water, and like it dries in like a weird way. And <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like this woman's a mess. <laughs> she doesn't even do it in the shower. She just uses the same. yeah. <laughs> like, like she she hair. wets her brush and just like brushes uh. it through like. <laughs> Wow. Look, I don't got time to fucking wash my hair. Give me the brush. What? Just I'm gonna put it under the tap and we're good. Let's go. Um, Artie and Karen are playing a video game while Greg and uh Andrea go back to Andrea's room and uh we assume that they're gonna have sex, but they decide there's something even more fun they can do first, which is play with some special effects makeup and pull a prank on Artie and Karen. Which they do that makeup in record time. Like I she does know. she's it's really nice like makeup on her. Yeah, like one or one or both of them have to have this as a hobby for them to be able to do it that well that fast. Right, yeah. And where did they get all the equipment to do it from? Yeah, exactly. Like I've got my, a special effects kit that I play around with. It's a disaster zone when I'm fucking around with that stuff. Well, those look like appliances that were on on her face too, right? So they had to have had those somewhere. Yeah. You're not just making those unless you're doing it out of like cotton and whatnot and you're just putting it together. But that would take it still yeah, it still takes that. time. Like if you make your own prosthetic, you still have to wait for like glue yeah. or latex or whatever to dry. So Yeah. 
a good sh- shitty prank, I guess. Yeah, I it's pretty lame. Greg and Andrea go play tennis. Uh, supposedly, Andrea, her only other interest besides partying is playing tennis, but she is very bad at it. Um, Terry is watching. It's and, like she's never played before. Yeah. Terry's watching and being creepy. Um, and then they have the least erotic sex scene I've ever seen ever. Ever, ever. Well, like, was it even a sex scene, though? Like, I feel like that was after the sex scene. Oh, the the diving board? Yeah, them just laying naked on yeah, top of each other. Know. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Is this here where this happens? Yeah, that's my next note. Okay. Um. So, again, how would you... Would that? There's no good way to have sex on a diving board like that because number one you would be uncomfortable as the woman because i don't know if you've been on a diving board since 1990 but there's like sandpaper yeah. on it so you don't lose your grip oh, oh. so her back is getting all fucked mm-hmm. up then as a man where do you go to get the grip to thrust into at in that <laughs> position yeah because your whole body's over top of the water. This is why I think that they're not actually doing, like, they, like, are in the middle of it. They're like, fuck. And neither of them want to admit that this is a bad idea. They, wrote, just, like, they wrote this into the right, script. They're, they're like, you know, it'd be really hot is sex on a diving board. And then they get the actors into position. And the actors are like, we really feel like we're going to die. Can we, like, just do a quick cut of us on the diving board? And the director's like, yeah, sure. And then it's like 30 seconds of them laying still on top of one <laughs> yeah. another. And the guys in the back, do something, fucking do something. And there's nothing to do. We can't do anything. Unless you could figure out a way for them to both be at like the, the end of the diving board and it's going up and down, right? So we're getting too graphic here, but the springboard of the diving board going up and down, that's the only thing I can think of that would work, but it would look so goofy that it would be stupid. I also feel like depending on how much spring action you get, things start to get a little bit dangerous pelvically. Yeah. Very true. But you know what? It's almost worth the risk <laughs> just to see. Uh, I'm just picturing that American Dad episode where they like Francine's waiting at the bottom of the water slide for Stan and they're like, Came oh, in yeah. Too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, Terry, uh, he decides to crash the whole dive board. He's also like, this is not sesh. sexy. Yeah. Uh, slashes them both just right there. Uh, they did a really cool like reveal of how they did that slash to and Andrea's face in the special features. Yeah, so they've got like I was wondering because that did that looked good. They've got a fake piece of um, face on her basically, and it's attached by a fishing line. So when the machete comes at her face, they just like rip off that piece of face to have the cut underneath. Yeah, so. Yeah, sense. it's kind of cool getting a little bit of like detail on how they make those shots. Yeah. Artie and Karen are uh, walking together and talking about how much Terry fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> and Terry jumps up from underneath the bridge like, you know, a total not psychopath would do. And he doesn't jump up. He grabs his feet or her yeah. feet and then jumps up. Which is, yeah, you're right. And let's talk about how good this guy can teleport around. This I know. Place. Yeah, he's like everywhere. Uh, it's magical because like when she runs into the where the baby is he's automatically in that room pulling out the machete from that lady sorry i'm jumping ahead but still yeah it's i'm kind of glad that we don't see more of the apartment complex that way we can keep the layout a little bit mysterious yeah it it helps kind of well we actually 
we do see the layout because earlier when he's in his office looking down at that piece of paper that has like colored blocks on it, that's the layout oh, of the apartment. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that. Never Sorry, mind that then. <laughs> that's yeah. actually like... That's a good know, point. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good observation. Um, Terry invites Karen back to his apartment. And uh, meanwhile, Todd is uh, hijacking Artie in his car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Artie and Todd go to Terry's apartment but Todd chickens out. He can't. He can't shoot him because he's not a killer. He's the good brother. I like that. I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of like a weird, stupid little scene where he's just like holding the gun at him, and then Terry just stares him down, and then he like kind of like runs away. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Artie and Terry go to look for him, and they see just a pile of weapons on the bridge that was not there when <laughs> yeah. Artie and Karen were walking on the bridge before, and uh, Artie. He sets Terry up beautifully, but he's also kind of stupid in this moment to look at this weapon with this red stuff on it. He goes, what, what's that? Where did yeah. I get there? Uh, and uh, this is where Terry has his, his moment. This is where he peaks as a human. And he goes, well, it's not cranberry sauce, Artie. It's not cranberry sauce. Uh, it was funny <laughs> as you could see his face kind of like, this is it. This is I'm the, the perfect yeah. setup. Here it comes. And then before that, even like, so he has a gaggle of weapons there and he's only used the machete, right? <laughs> yeah. So why is he carrying these around and placing it where that was for them to literally walk by it earlier? Because they did, if they were walking by when he grabs their, uh, grabs her feet, right? They're literally walking in the same place where they go back walking and then, you know, that's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> He does use the turkey fork, though, and stabs Artie in the neck. Yeah, so he does true. mix it up a little bit for this because I guess he wants Artie to die looking at the not cranberry sauce. Like, he wants that to be the last thing to flash through Artie's consciousness. Um, that's how you ensure somebody goes straight to hell. Like, I'm lucky for Artie. <laughs> um, and that looked good, too, by the way. The, the fork to the neck, you could see the blood splurting out as he was falling down and shit. That looked yeah. good. This is where we get the chase scene. Oh. Uh, just basically Terry chasing Karen throughout the apartment complex because she finds him. She wants to call the police and he's like, mm, no, I think we better wait. Hey, Karen, I love you. This is where I, I got real Patrick Bateman vibes, the way he just like kind of is like, yeah, it. and it comes running at her with a machete. That music that comes yeah. on. Yeah, that music is so fucking yes. good. Like. It has no reason to be that good in this movie. It's not in the right place for the movie, by the way. But it almost makes it seem like he's even crazier because it's like upbeat, happy yeah. music. When he's turning around with a machete, like, "Hey, no, I love you. This is I'm gonna kill you." You know what I mean? Like, this is like I, the, the also like the shots where he's like kind of holding like the machete on his shoulder and just kind of like casually walking around, just yeah, you know, being super playful. Right just bobbling that head like so happy and just like this is what my life's been you know for right here coming to kill you uh meanwhile like karen's running around she's ringing doorbells the little girl won't let her in because she's worried that karen will hurt her kitty maybe that means that the cat did show back up oh maybe um oh you yeah, know you're right yeah because she did say that yeah uh she goes to julie's apartment finds uh the baby then she sees terry pulling the machete out of julie's chest so my question here is was do you think julie was already dead or did he like i think so because the machete was there in mm. the bag so did he ever tie it up and then kills her there or like what i don't know 
So that that was my question too. Is you know you she opens the door and sees the head, and then she runs back into the house, and that's all we see of her. So if she didn't die at that point, she would have been running around the place trying to get the police or whatever. I've, so I think he killed her, and then as he was sitting there and saw the what's her face was coming in, just kind of shoved the machine. Yeah, that's, that's probably the most likely thing. Yeah. Uh, Karen uh, hits Terry in the dick with the phone nice. as she's trying to call the cops. Yeah, that, that was my favorite part of the whole movie because it like the suspense is there, right? Like you're like, all right, he fucking sees her. Like you're staring at the machete as he's walking in, whatnot. And I'm like, all right, there's only one way out of this. You gotta yak him in the and, dick, and she did it. And I was like, fuck yes. That's something in movies that I see all the time, or like that's the obvious go to place if you're. In any immediate danger, just like go for the dick. Yeah. Like, there's no shame. There's in no, it. Yeah, yeah. We don't play by rules when it's life or death. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's so easy. And yeah, be, yeah. if I got everybody a, always leaves it yeah. so exposed. If I got a, right. If I got in a fight today, I don't even care wh- who's coming at me, whatnot. I'm gonna kick you in the dick, and then I'm gonna punch you in the throat, and I'm gonna say, hmm, "That's not purse. I don't know you." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Maddie, meanwhile, has a. Uh, found the not cranberry sauce shirt in the trash can. I've got a problem, and that's that her trash can does not have a bag. A bag. Yes. I was so mad at that. I like she opened it the first like the first time she opened it and threw it in there and turned around. I was like, why don't you? There's no way somebody that cleans that that? obsessively does not use a garbage bag. There is no way. The grossest people in the world use a garbage bag. We only had $500,000 for a budget, guys. We couldn't get That's a garbage true. Bag. Garbage bags are kind of expensive. They are. But they sell them at Dollar Tree and also. What, what were they using? So. Yeah, what were they using in 83, though? Like, do they have plastic garbage bags? I'm sure they had to. Yeah. Are you looking this up? Yeah, well, now <laughs> I want to know. Not with the stretchy, whatever. You, you Have you seen those bags with, like, the extra strength technology? That's a where lie. You can, like, stretch yeah. them out. And... We've got, the, like, the little Febreze ones where, like, they smell nice. Oh, they got to yeah. smell good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about the How stuff. are you even going to look this up, by the way? Are you looking up, like, trash bags When were plastic garbage bags invented? 1950. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. All right. They didn't have the drawer string on the top, though. It was just a fucking yeah. Bag. That was revolutionary. <laughs> it, w- it really was. Hey, speaking of bags, why does a fucking bread bag not have a Ziploc on the end of it? That's a good question. Why? Why do they make you twist tie it? It's because they want you to buy more bread. We didn't even open our last bread. Like it went moldy before we even got a chance to open it. Uh, the bread is like ninety percent you. I very rarely make sandwiches. True. I'm a soup person. Mm. Oh. Um. Yeah. So could have a soup with a sandwich. Mm, it's too much. I'm a light. I'm a light lunch eater. Too much. What? What about you get the tomato soup with the uh, the grilled cheese and you dunk the grilled cheese in the. Okay, but soup. for me, that's grilled cheese with tomato soup. It's not the other way around. Like the tomato soup is an accessory to the grilled cheese. All right. Touche. You got me. There. <laughs> so Maddie's immediately suspicious. She goes to the office to talk to Brad and finds um, his dead body. She actually like touches his shoulder and he flops forward and his head is split in half in a really cool effect shot it's really gross um also there's like an evangelical sermon happening on the radio in the backgrounds oh really i didn't yeah i just i don't know i I feel like it adds to the creepiness anytime there's like a sermon happening yeah um, yeah, yeah. there was something hmm. there was something saying mother or mom or something when she walked in 
and then he she pushes him forward after you know his head his his eye is blinking and opening and whatnot because he's still clearly alive. And then yeah, his head falls over and just splits in half perfectly, and like his brain is like white with like goop. It looked kind of weird to me, but it was still a cool effect, and I enjoyed. Yeah. It. Um, Karen and the baby are at the pool. This is where she like goes into one of the stalls and just like eats the baby under the in the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Terry comes in he slashes at her with a machete and you can see the tip of the machete fly across yeah. the screen <laughs> I wonder if they actually broke that yeah dude, I saw that too we yeah. rewound it because I was like what just flew like yeah. uh, I thought he hit her or something I was like what the fuck was that uh, Todd shows up with the gun of course uh, Karen takes the gun from him but there's no bullets when she tries to shoot at Terry um because it was a fake. It was a toy. Oh, my God. It makes sense. Maybe it was this whole time. Terry gives Todd the machete and smears the blood, much like at the very beginning of the movie. And then uh, Maddie shows up. And, like, they're fighting. They fight. They fall into the pool. Yeah. It's like after he smeared the blood, I think that, like, really made Todd snap. He's like, you He's motherfucker. Like, you doing that again? And he just, like, starts wrestling him in the pool. And then uh, Not Maddie shows up. Here's Karen very clearly say, Todd, Todd, get out of the pool. Todd, let me help you, Todd. Todd, your name is Todd. You are Todd. That's Terry. You're Todd. Um, <laughs> like very clearly identifying which one. And Maddie goes, who do I shoot? Um, <laughs> and she shoots Terry. And um, then she's like cradling Todd. And she's like, it's just the two of us again. My sweet boy, my sweet boy, my good boy. Talking to him. The way we all talk to our dogs. Um. You know what? Oh, my God. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> so what makes this even more stupid is she visited Todd that day and he's wearing the exact same outfit. So, like, she should know. Well, is it stupid or is it her being psychotic It herself? could be. She, I mean, she's definitely already, like, full breakdown mode she's here. She's also very drunk. That's true, too. Yes. I'm actually impressed with her aim. Yeah, right. Like, there's no way she's actually making those shots. She lands every single shot on him. Yeah, she... Mm. In the face. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, forehead. But, yeah, so she's just cradling him, and it's just being weird, and she's like, it's just us again. It's just us, Terry. And then this is where we have... You counted it. There were 37 instances of I'm Todd. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, well, because we were playing... This has the simplest drinking game in the world. You drink once every time somebody says Terry or Todd, and then twice for every that's not cranberry sauce. It's the simplest game, well, but it's drunk. Yeah, Dude, it's really you effective. Get fucked up, I'm telling you. And like we, how do you even? Well, are you just chugging the bottle. Yeah, we just waterfall, waterfall it. Yeah. But Travis like actually no, counted right, it out last night. He's like, I want to see how many Todds it is. Um, but yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and then this is uh this is where Maddie shoots herself because she she killed her. Uh, baby boy her favorite i was gonna say baby boy and then i was like i just felt i feel weird about it i felt weird about it oh yeah her baby boy you mean her her lover yeah. lover boy mm-hmm. that's it that's how the movie ends yeah that's it that's a. Yeah. it definitely just ended i will say one thing how bad was the wig on the guy who was playing Todd oh god i know it's like Aaron. the only time we ever see them on screen at the same time too is during the pool every other shot of them like whether they're together it's just like separate camera yeah shots yeah so i mean they definitely i don't know i guess they had to work with what they had but yeah it was not that good no no it was not good and then like you even see the other dude's face when he gets out of the pool. oh yeah you do (laughs) (laughs) 
And I don't know why you don't do that as the actual actor because you don't see his face when he's getting shot from behind when she's pointing. See, this is another thing. You know, clearly, just we've talked about this uh, with Sleepaway Camp, where you know, back in the day, like these things were definitely a little bit more difficult to notice back in the time. But like now that they're doing all these. You know, restoring all uh, these old movies and, and bringing up the picture quality. That we've seen, we've consistently. Anytime we talk to oh, directors, consistently, that's one of the things that they hate. That that not that they hate, but that they struggle with the most is because you never know, like what people are going to be like, what the future of watching movies is going to be, like what TV settings are going to exist, what remasters are going to come onto DVD, like what a movie theater is going to project versus what you're editing and what you have in mind. Yeah, you like, can't control what everybody's setup's going to make yeah. your picture look like. I mean, like our no, our exactly. remaster of Sleepaway Camp, they uh, um, obviously like Angela's the killer, but you don't know that. They have the actor playing cousin Ricky, he puts on a long wig when he's got, when uh, Angela's supposed to be killing Judy and he stands in the doorway to get that like right kind of silhouette to throw you off, which is fine in yeah. the like original version of the movie, but when it's remastered and you're like, oh, boy in a wig. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's that motherfucker. It's funny. Uh, we just did Scrooge as our last episode and the same thing kind of happens. Well, Bill, Bill Murray's face is like, there's a lot of makeup on it, and he's, you know, he's had, like, those acne scars or whatever, and my wife even said when we were watching, I'm like, man, I don't remember him looking like that. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a 4K remaster. Yeah. yeah. They didn't think about that when they were shooting it, and people were watching it on a fucking 20-inch CRT yeah. that was, what, 120p? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Continue. you're fine. I just, uh, I was just going to ask how everybody feels about the movie afterwards. I... I'm still at a 10. I am, too. Nothing's changed for me. I love this movie. Still at it. At it. I'm 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 still at a seven. I uh we what you what you brought around earlier made me move my my score up to where it was and talking through it and hearing it back again. I'm still at the same okay. Okay. seven. Maybe maybe seven point two five. Maybe 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 a little move move up there, but I, I don't know. A couple things in the movie just kinda makes me go, ah, it could have been you know, or you could have done this a little bit differently or whatnot. So that's why I'm kinda like mm. but I enjoyed it. For what so, it was. Steve, let me ask you this: If there was just one major change, just one what? that would bump your score up, um, what would you, what would you make? What change would you make? Oh man, that's a, that's a big question because there's a couple things that we talked about that would have been cooler to do or whatnot, or maybe like go a little more creepy or make um, Todd more, how would I say, empathetic or whatnot, or make uh, fucking what's what's his other name, the twins' uh, other name, Todd Terry. and Terry. Terry, I want to say Jerry. That's why. Um, so, and if you made Terry maybe a little bit more creepy instead of like, I know I said he was creepy in a point where he was like laughing and whatnot, but he wasn't like thought provoking where he just kind of went around and just killed people. Maybe if he had more of a plan or like we saw him snap in a way where you're like, oh, this motherfucker, everybody's going to get it. You know okay. what I mean? So there was no like. There was no suspense in this movie to me. I think that's what the the most part like keeps it down for me was I knew it was going to happen. The movie is literally, you know, 100 or what was it, an hour and 21 minutes or something yeah. like that. So it's like it's here. It knows what it's doing. It gets in it and it gets out. I just wanted some suspense, maybe a breathe moment somewhere to give me like a I don't know what's going to happen next kind of kind of vibe. But I didn't get that. I just got a all right. This guy's going around slashing people and 
he's going to be either killed at the end or he's going to be on the institution or something. And I didn't see the mom blowing her head off, which that was a cool little twist at the end. But beyond that, like I said, it's a perfect seven out of 10 shitty good. I respect that. Yeah. Um, Talia, I think Talia gives us an eight. Because she, she didn't watch it as attentively as she watches some other movies, but she also didn't interrupt us at all. We had no bathroom trips during this movie, which is rare for her. Yeah. Um, and she was sleeping very peacefully, which I feel like is a sign that she respects this movie. She's comforted by it. Like, this is a comfort movie for her. Um, I think it would have been a 9 or a 10 if she had been awake throughout parts of it, though. I agree with that. So. Is that okay. your dog? or Yes. yes. You just have a dog, right? <laughs> Yeah. We have a dog and two cats. The okay, cats, I was going to say, um, I remember you have uh, cats or something. That's why I was going to ask if it was the dog or the cat that you're having the review for, but that's fine. Yeah, well, it's not that we don't want to give the cats a voice. It's that they are so inconsistent with how they interact with our movie watching experience. And Talia consistently finds ways to insert herself in movie time. So Zoe would give this a 10. Yeah, Zoe, would, Zoe loved this movie. Yeah. She was on like she was on my lap the whole time we were watching it. It was a very mm. rare moment where like Zoe had an opinion and it was a positive opinion. Yeah. It was the cranberry sauce, obviously. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, she is very food motivated, so. Perfect. Uh, okay, so I've got the listener reviews here. Oh, do we have an uh, internet review first, though? Oh, yeah, I've got the internet reviews here. Yes. So I wanted to... Um, what is the point of this fucking outline, Wilson? <laughs> I tried finding some actual critic reviews of the time, but as we said before, this was an obscure like movie back in the day, so nobody reviewed it back then. I can't find anything. So Not even Roger Ebert? Nope. I so, would have loved to read his opinion on this. I um I took to IMDb, and um, I um I, I just want to read this one for fun. I'm not going to count this as the review because it's just <laughs> it's okay. So it's uh, one out of ten. It's titled "The Twin." Um, it goes, one of the twin is accused murder and sent to mental asylum. On the other hand, the other of the twin live a happy life until his twin brother escape from the asylum. That's it. That's that's his one star review. It's like more of a recap of the movie than anything. It's a recap. It sounds like he watched the first fifteen minutes and he was like, "I am out. I'm done." Yeah. Okay. So I've got the real one here. Um, this one's a two out of ten. So I wanted to bring you know because we were both all of us are in on yeah like you know we're all in the blood rage. Yeah. Train. We we wanted to get we want to get an alternate opinion. Yeah. So this person says a generic eighty slasher trash. You've seen this all before. I accept that this film has garnered some kind of cult status, but it has to be attributed to the gore and violence because this film fails miserably elsewhere. The acting is the worst I've seen short of Troll 2, but at least it had me laughing. Louise Lasser, as the mother, is head-scratchingly awful and one of the most bizarre performances I've ever seen, all pointing to a director with no skill. The sad thing is, if this movie knew it sucked and had a sense of humor about it, Blood Rage has all the recipes for a camp classic in the vein of early John Waters. Unfortunately, everything from the lack of story, god-awful script, and miserable performances, coupled with the fact that it takes itself completely seriously, makes this film one big mess. I don't think it's fair to compare it to John Waters, because it's a completely different breed, first of all. It definitely is. Um, I I get what the guy's saying, but yeah, it's definitely... You're you're comparing something that's 
way left field than what this is trying to be anyway so yeah yeah it's just I, it's trying to be a generic slasher i you know? love that it's a right. generic slasher that's what makes it so fun that's like, the it's name generic, on yeah it's titled slasher in the opening credits like it's like we fucking know what we're doing here i, I can get it though like if you're looking for something different and you've been told like oh well this movie's really really great and then you watch it and you're like i don't get what's special about it i guess i can see that perspective on it you know yeah, it kind of reminds me of this movie that came out I don't mean a couple years ago is called Hellfest, where these people go to a. Um, We've watched that, yeah. Right, it's not a good movie, but it's a decent slasher movie that keeps your attention. Exactly. Yeah, yes. it's fun. Right. Like it's a fun enough movie to watch. They had the kids ad lib a lot of stuff on that actually. So like a lot of their yeah. interactions were you know like, genuine. Yeah. All right. What listener reviews do we have? Oh, can we talk about the listener uh, movie poster reviews first? Because that is like half the feedback we got was just people <laughs> talking about the movie poster. Yeah, I got two comments on that. Um, so one person says that cover looks like Mel Gibson and Nick Cage had a love child. <laughs> and then the other person followed that up by saying, I thought it looked like someone that never saw Tom Hiddleston try to draw him from memory. <laughs> So, I love it. They're both the accurate descriptions. Saw, yeah, the first thing I saw when you said we're doing this movie, I was like, I, I feel like I remember it or I, I knew about it, but I looked at the, the IMDb and it had the, the movie poster. I was like, wow, that looks bad. I'm fucking <laughs> Um So the actual reviews, though, um, first one on Twitter is from Narcotic uh, Casserole. Narcotic says, Casserole. Nar- did I call it Narcotic? Yeah, you did. Narcotic. Narcotic narcotic casserole he says this is prime ham and cheese to serve on thanksgiving and i freaking love it Hell and yeah. also don't forget the cranberry sauce yep i agree with exactly how i feel about it it's a holiday staple it's a it's an any time of year staple for us actually but especially holidays um and then the other one that we have from instagram is from dusty loves horror the sequel okay. um a new, say, a new one yeah Hello. they say um I can't decide if it's great or trash. LOL, it's divisive. That's probably accurate. It pro- as we just saw from some of the re- reviews you read on IMDb, it clearly was divisive for people. But yeah, I, I think it's a cer- there's a cer- certain type of fan that will like this movie, and it's us, like as yeah. horror movie fans. I think if you're a casual horror movie watcher, I can see how you would be like, this is. What, yeah. why do you like this? i feel like this is the one that breaks the mold like it's like the test like if you like this you can get into like that type of like deep dive of yeah. you know these weird horror movies but if not then maybe like i mean this is really one of the ones that kind of got like this is an earlier one when you started heavily watching um last drive-in during the pandemic and work from home type stuff like this movie came on. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, all right, I'll just listen to what this man tells me to watch because <laughs> yeah. clearly he's got my taste in movies. <laughs> well, I feel like if you're one of those, what people say nowadays, I am a horror fan because I watched The Conjuring and I've seen Paranormal Activity. Those people are not horror fans. They're just in the, this is what a popular movie is now and I'm going with the flow. They're not going to like this movie. Let's be real. Like, yeah. This movie doesn't yeah. have anything for them. You're, you need the camp crowd that's going... I like this movie because it fucking sucks and it sucks exactly. and it makes it awesome. Yes. All right. Um, so per your all show, I want you to guess what the IMDB rating is on this. 3.5. 3.5? Mm, do you want to guess, Jesse? I feel like you told me last night. So it's I probably 5.5. No, I didn't tell you. 
Oh, I yeah, I was thinking five point two. Okay, it is five point eight. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. I thought I figured more people would be like, oh no, no, or maybe there's like twenty reviews on it. The only people that reviewed this are people that actually know it exists, and people that actually know it exists like it. <laughs> um, yours okay, is actually um, yours is closer to the Rotten Tomato. They don't even have like a tomato like meter score for this. It's the only audience, and the audience rated it thirty five percent. Oh wow! Yeah. So not surprising. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, who in this movie did you relate to? Who are you asking? Anybody. Um, Whoever wants to go first. Hmm. The kid with the missing cat. Because I'm just looking for shit. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> is there anybody you can relate to, really? Because they're not really... They're just characters or characters yeah. of people, right? Like, there's nothing... Tom I related really to Maddie's panic attack. I you felt did. it. Yeah. I felt yeah. it. I Been there, that. done that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know. That, that's a hard one. Maybe the the guy that was fucking in the car in the first place, like, he's just trying to get his and mind his own business. Like, get out of here, kid. And then gets <laughs> fucked up. Uh, I'll choose Artie because he was into, like, the whole playing video game thing instead of, you know, all the other oh, partying yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah. What were they so, even playing? I have no Some idea. It definitely was not a two-player game. game. No, yeah. that was like a single-player game going on. Yeah. All right. Dream sequel, Blood Rage 2. What are we doing? Blood uh, Rage 2, the turkey strikes back. No. Um. Yeah. This like, okay, time so it Todd... is Wait, I got it. Blood Rage 2. This time it is cranberry sauce. That's the uh, tagline. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so Todd actually becomes a murderer after all of these events. He was traumatized as a child, working on getting better, and then this event just re-traumatized him to the point of no return. Um, he hunts down Karen and Baby. Ten years later, Baby is no longer Baby. Baby is preteen. Um, baby is named Terry now. <laughs> baby is named Terry now. Uh, Terry and Karen have gone into hiding together, um, and Todd hunts them down. I like it. Yes. This Perfect. time it is cranberry sauce. This okay. time it is. All right. Um, we are still working on our December schedule. Uh, we'll have that out before December 1st, but we are fairly certain that next week we will be covering Deadly Game, also known as Dial Code Santa. Yes. Ooh. Such a good movie. I love that movie. Currently available on Shutter. We have it, for some reason, we have this movie on, on 4K. 4K. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you cannot tell who is uh, in the pro camp for this movie. <laughs> yes, I recommend everybody watch it. So watch it on Shutter if you can. I don't know if it's on Tubi. I feel like it's probably on Tubi. It is very what, French. What's not on Tubi that's stupid and horror right now? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's that's what we'll be talking about. Um, and then in the meantime, Steve, do you want to let everybody else know where to find you? Uh, well, first, remind, I just want to say thanks. Them. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really Oh, God, thanks for being good, here. This was a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but you can find us or my podcast, The Decision Reel, at thedecisionreel.com. We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, pretty much you can find us anywhere that you can get a podcast right now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, what, Amazon, all that bullshit at The Decision Reel. Um, we come out with an episode a week. This week, like you said, we're doing Happy Gilmore. Last week we did Scrooged. 
Um, we're probably going to start going into more uh, Christmassy movies here soon. Obviously, Happy Gilmore is not, but you know, we 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 kind of do a thing where we have a rotating uh, person who picks a movie with our our guests and our hosts. So whoever's up, they kind of just say, "Yeah, it's Christmas time. Okay, we'll pick this or this or that." So we kind of have fun and have a nice sit down conversation that like you guys said we love rants we go into rants plethora of rants on our show so check us out yeah it's a lot of fun definitely recommend checking them out all right and you can find us as always uh, our website is what's your least favorite scary movie.com um we've got movie reviews drinking games blog posts etc all of our episodes are uploaded there you can also listen to our podcast wherever you're listening to it right now obviously um <laughs> you can find us on facebook at just our name instagram least favorite scary movie podcast twitter as least fave pod we have a tiktok still don't know what our tiktok handle is it's fine um you can email us at least favorite scary movie at gmail.com and we will read your email if it's interesting enough so yeah. make it count uh please rate review and subscribe it helps other people find us makes a big difference um and if you give us a nice review we'll read it out loud and if you give us a mean review we'll laugh at you <laughs> so um i think that's it that's it is that it all right thanks again for being here steve and no um, problem until next time bye bye Are you ready to get this started? I'm about to sneeze. Okay, sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I jinxed it. Yeah, you've lost it now. It's just there. It's just going to hurt. It's fine. <laughs>